0: Thank you. Thank you very much and It's great to be in Lumberton, and I'll tell you, we have a lot of friends here. They said, please stop by. We said, let's do a quickie. We're on our way to Wisconsin and Ohio. We have some rallies, but we wanted to stop. I have a lot of friends in this group, so thank you very much. And 10 days from now, can you believe it? 10 days, 10 days. It seemed like it would never happen, right? Four years, 10 days, we're going to win the state of North Carolina. And we're going to win four more years in the White House. At the debate this week, the American people saw a contrast between a 47-year career politician who's seen better days. And a used public office, and really has used public office to enrich himself. You've seen that, right? And a businessman who entered public service. Believe me, with me, it's only a loss of money. I did this. And I did it gladly because nobody has ever done what we've done in the last four years. If you look at it, nobody has been able to do it. For the last half a century, Joe Biden's been outsourcing your jobs, opening your borders and sacrificing American blood and treasure in endless and ridiculous foreign wars. I fight for the middle class and Biden and his cronies serve only one class. They serve the donor class, believe it or not. Now, in all fairness, the donor class, I would be the greatest in history. All I have to do is call them. Send 10 million. Send 10 million. Everyone would send 10 million. But once you do that, you can't deal with them anymore. Once you do that, you can no longer do what's right for you. And it's just one of those little things. In 2016, North Carolina voted to fire this Depraved political establishment, and you elected an outsider as your president, happened to be me. And we're putting America, and I love the sound of that drum, that sounds. That's why I'm here, these people, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here for these people, right? You didn't think I'd come, did you, huh? They didn't think, because they haven't been treated well for a long time, right? You haven't been treated well, but now you're being treated well. You work hard, you raise your families, you follow your laws, you support your church, you serve your community, and you give your love and your loyalty to your country. But now you finally have a government and a president that is loyal to you. Joe Biden's allegiance is to his donors, and my allegiance is to the people of this country. That's it. That's it. In every meeting, in every situation, in dealing with every foreign leader, I am your voice, and together we are the voice of a great country. We are the voice of the United States of America, and we are respected again as a country, not like in the past where everybody took advantage of us. We're the voice for every citizen who has been neglected, abandoned, ignored, and forgotten. And maybe that's another reason I'm here, because this is a group that's been forgotten. On November 3rd, we will ensure the forgotten men and women of our country are never forgotten again. And I said that four years ago. I said that four years ago and they said, where are all these people coming from? And by the way, just a little secret, you got to see all the people that are voting. They haven't figured it out yet, the fake news. (laughs) Check out what's going on in Florida. Check out the numbers. I'm not talking about the polls, the polls, you know, although we have some good polls too, but they're the honest ones. Is that sun hot or what? I'm going to be a lobster. Do you mind if I cut this one at about one third? Because I'm going to be one hell of a sunburned person. Does anybody have some sun protection for your president, please? This is beautiful. Oh, man. I say to my kids, stay out of the sun. Always use sunblock. Hey, always use sunblack, and here I am. That's really brilliant. With your vote, we will continue to bring back your jobs, lower drug prices, cut your taxes, continue to cut regulations, even more important than the taxes. You know, you got the biggest tax cut in the history of our country. I got it for you. But you also got the biggest regulation cut in history. And you want to know the truth? Probably the reason we're so strong, we're coming back stronger than anybody. They're going crazy. This is not a V anymore. It's a super V. Where do you see the numbers that are coming out. You support our police, protect our Second Amendment, defend our borders, and ensure more products are proudly stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA. Made in the USA been a long time since you've heard that. You know, when I was growing up, you'd have a car made in the USA, made in America, and you were very proud of it. Other countries used to take a dollar bill and they'd put it on the window of their car. Just a dollar bill because they were proud of it. Now we're proud of it again. Now we're proud of it again. Right? It's true. I have a friend from A country in Europe, they used to take a dollar bill. Everybody took a dollar bill and they put it in their winch because they wanted to know it was made in America. Then we lost that pride. We lost it, but we're getting it back at a level that nobody would have thought possible. And remember when I first started campaigning, department stores, they wouldn't use the word Merry Christmas, those words, Merry Christmas. They'd say Happy New Year. Everything would be in red and snow and all the stuff, but they'd say Happy New Year. And I said, they will soon start saying Merry Christmas again. Now they're all saying Merry Christmas again. We will deliver record prosperity, epic job growth. You know, I just watched Biden making a speech and he goes, oh, oh, thank you for everybody. Thank you. You know, there's people in cars. I don't get it. They're in cars. There were so few cars. I've never seen an audience like this. And he's going, he's going, oh, thank you. All those people out there. There's like a few cars. And the cars weren't in a little circle. They were too close together, I think. They weren't socially distanced. But there were so few of them, it didn't matter. No, but he's going like this, and then the, I'll tell you, his partner, the media, they made a mistake, a tragic mistake. They showed the crowd. It was a disaster. They were screaming, don't do it! Don't do it, don't show the crowd, please. We love to show the crowd. My problem is they never, they never show the crowd. They never show the crowd. No, he just made it. I'm watching. I'm just so, I just can't watch. You know, you should watch, right? You should watch because you're supposed to, like, learn. You can't watch. It's not watchable. But he's going like this. Thank you, all those people out there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Actually, I didn't think he had that kind of sense in him to do that, to be honest. I was surprised he did that, actually. But they showed it. It was a tiny, tiny little crowd. You heard a couple of horns. Honk, honk. It's the weirdest thing. You make a speech and you have people honking. I like the drum behind me better. Because that really represents something. Look at those women. They follow me all over the place. Look at them back there. Look at them. See those women? They're very wealthy women from North Carolina. And I saw them two rallies ago. This isn't a rally, this is a get-together with friends of mine, this one. But they go, and I saw them two rallies ago in North Carolina. You know, you have a big state, because it was like seven hours away from where they live. They live in a very wealthy area, I suspect. But there are like 10 of them, and they follow. And I said, how many is it so far? They said, 61. I said, you mean you've gone to 61 rallies? And then the last time, we saw them... Two nights ago, they were with their husbands. It can't be that easy to be married to them if they're going to follow 61. So I gave their husbands tremendous, where are their husbands? Two of the husbands are right there. Two of them. We have a good time, right? We have a good time. You have great wives. You have great women. They're great women. Thank you very much. It's always an honor. We have a lot of people. They follow. We have somebody, I hate to say this, we have somebody It comes in in a brick suit. Did you ever see these guys have brick? Because, you know, the wall is almost complete. Okay, can you believe it? But the brick represents the wall. And Mexico is paying for the wall. They'd like to have you say, no, no. Once it was complete, once they knew the wall, oh, and we can't talk about the wall anymore, then they said, ah, oh, listen, but Mexico's not paying for it. No, they are paying for it, so now they're totally, they don't know what the hell to do. Just one of those things. They don't know what to do. Anyway, but uh, it's a great honor to have you all. Great friends. Some great friends right here. We appreciate it. This election is a choice between a Trump super recovery and a Biden depression. Okay? Oh, by the way, are you going to Ohio tonight? Ohio and Wisconsin. Ohio, you should hop a plane, come on. Maybe we'll take them on Air Force One tonight, husbands. We'll leave you behind. (laughs) It can definitely carry him. that's for sure. One thing about Air Force One, there's always plenty of room. That plane is the largest plane. Probably got more television sets in Air Force One than at any department store in the country, I suspect. But it's a choice between a Trump super boom and a Biden lockdown. Did you hear him the other night? It's going to be a cold, dark winter. Very inspiring guy, very... This is very inspiring. Whoa. I even said, whoa, whoa. No, we got to have spirit, our country. You know, we're coming we'll come back. We're rounding the turn. We're doing great. Our numbers are incredible. And despite the fact that they're keeping certain states, North Carolina, get your governor to open up your state, please. This guy should be defeated. I think they're going to be voting for Dan, your lieutenant governor. I think they're going to be voting for Dan. Now You got to get your governor to open your state. Got to get them. This is crazy what's going on here. And you know what they're doing? They're keeping it open till the election because they think that, you know, there'll be less business, so I'll report worse numbers. But the numbers are so good. The uh, the Fed, Atlanta Fed, I guess, I think it was the Atlanta Fed, said they think a GDP, 35 percent. Now, who knows? I take 20 right now. I take 15 right now. Nobody's ever heard of 35. They predicted just two days ago a 35 percent GDP nobody's ever heard of that before it's never been i think the record is seven or eight percent right so we'll be at 35 i would say that's not doing too bad i would not put joe in charge because you will come crashing down because he wants to raise your taxes massively how about the other night in the debate he was doing okay he was doing okay he was going and then the last question i said you mean you'd get rid of oil I said yes, I'd wean ourselves off of oil. I said we just won Texas, we just won Pennsylvania, we just won a lot of different places. I win. And then they spent the next two days trying to convince you that he didn't really mean that. Now, Joe's not what you. Need. Joe is not what you need. I know. I know what you need. I know what you need. You need Trump. You need Trump. Oh, I know what you need. We're making such deals, even as an example. (laughs) That's all right, don't worry about it. Listen, even as an example, we got off that crazy Iran deal, right? The Iran nuclear deal. Where Obama gave $150 billion for the privilege. We're making deals in the Middle East. They're signing up like hotcakes, right? No blood in the sand, no nothing, no wars. We just signed yesterday, Sudan. So we have Bahrain. We have United Arab Emirates, led by a great leader, a great warrior. And we have many others right in the back. Could you imagine if somebody else had to take over the negotiations of the Middle East deal? That would be the end of it. You could say, bye-bye, Middle East peace. They'd spend uh, a thousand times more money and they wouldn't get it done. We're spending nothing. We're getting them to be smart. They don't want to fight. You know, they fought so long. Even though a lot of them are warriors, they're tired. You get tired of fighting. Afghanistan. We're coming home. They're tired of fighting. Everybody's tired. 19 years in Afghanistan, we served as policemen. You know, we're like policemen in Afghanistan. We could win that thing so easy, but we're like policemen. And it's enough. 19 years. Would you say 19 years is enough? We bring them home, right, Dan? We bring them home. We're bringing our troops back home. I'm taking a lot of heat. I'm taking a lot of heat from the military industrial complex. Did you ever hear of that? The military-industrial complex doesn't like that I'm bringing them back home. But if it's okay, we're bringing them back home. Our troops are coming back home. We're in so many countries. We're in countries that you've never heard of. And they don't even appreciate it, on top of it. They don't even appreciate it. No, we're bringing them back home. If Joe Biden and his Democrat Socialists gain power, they will delay the vaccine, which is happening. I mean, we got them. They're coming real soon. In fact, if it weren't for politics, I wouldn't be surprised if it would have been here before, but it doesn't matter. There are Johnson & Johnson, Moderna. We have many great companies, really great Pfizer, all right there, supposedly great stuff. They're doing that final test, and it's coming. They prolong the pandemic. That's all I hear about now. That's all I hear. Turn on television. COVID, 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 COVID. A plane goes down, 500 people dead, they don't talk about it. COVID, 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 COVID. By the way, on November 4th, you won't hear about it anymore. It's true. COVID, COVID, please don't go and vote, COVID. Please do not, under any circular, you cannot go out and vote. Except the problems are that in Florida, the people that are going out to vote, nobody's ever seen anything like it. Because they're tired of all of this stuff. They're tired of such negative hey by the way, I had it. Here I am. I mean, you know, here I am. But and now they say I'm immune. Now it used to be it used to be that if you had it, you were immune for life, right? For life. With me, they say I'm immune for four months. In other words, once I got it, the immunity went down from life to four months. So I don't know. They don't know either. Who the hell knows? All I know is that for a little while, for at least four months, I can run in there and kiss every one of you men and women. I'll kiss every one of them. I'll kiss them. No, no, it's, uh, you know, and you get over and then you're immune, and, uh, you know, for whatever period of time. No, it's true, though, didn't you hurt for life? You're immune, right? Immune. As soon as I got it, I said I was immune. They said, only for four months, they brought it down from life. Because that's the fake news, they're fake. The cases are up, but listen to this, they all talk about cases. You don't see death, death, cases, cases. You know why we have cases? Because we test so much. And in many ways, it's good, and in many ways, it's foolish, okay? In many ways, it's very foolish. Because every time you test, like for instance, Baron Trump. Did you ever hear Baron Trump? He's a rather tall young man. He's tall and he's a good kid and he's strong, but he had it. They said, Sir, Madam, I'm sorry to inform you, your son has tested positive. Baron. I said, Oh no. Fifteen seconds later, Sir, your son no longer has it. No, it's true. I said, how's Barron doing? Oh, he's fine. He's fine. I said, what do you mean? You just, oh, no, he's fine. They have a very strong immune system. 99.9 something, right? 99.9. Go back to school, North Carolina. Go back to school. (laughs) Barron Trump. A legend. He's a legend to get rid of it so fast. But the kids get rid of it fast. The strong immune systems. The mortality rate is down 80%. 5% because of the therapeutics and all. They learned, I mean, they know what to do. In other words, by doing all of this testing, we have the best in the world. The most, I get calls all the time from leaders, your testing is the best in the world. I said, do you test? No. I said, you don't test? No. That's why they have no cases. Or very few cases. You know the cases they have? When somebody's sick, they call it a case. I said to one gentleman who's very tough, very tough man, runs a tough country. I said, do you test? Yes, when somebody comes into the hospital and throws up all over the floor, we test. But we never test other than that. I said, so do you have cases? No, we show very few cases. So we show more cases because we test. So Barron Trump, is a, as an example, it's a case. All the kids are a case. And by the way, they're very young now. You know, they're testing schools and high schools and this and that and every. And what it does is it gives the fake news media something to talk about. So they say, cases are up in the United States. That's because we test. So India has 1.5 billion people. And they do testing. They test a tiny fraction of the number of people that we test. So the good is that we know where it is, etc. And we have to protect our seniors. And that's really the most important thing. But when you see all this stuff, watch. They'll go home. Cases are up. Cases are up. And I saw it today, but that's because of tests. Does that make sense? Now, if we cut it in half, and by the way, spent a lot of money on testing, too. You know, we're not allowed to say that. We're not allowed to say we're spending billions of dollars on testing. But if we tested half, cases would be half. And they'd have a headline. Cases drop magnificently. But they want us to test, test, test. And part of the reason is that we're dealing with some very bad people. We're dealing with some good ones too, by the way, some good journalists, but we have a lot of very bad people. You saw that recently, where they're trying to protect Sleepy Joe and his family from total corruption. I mean, this is totally corrupt. So they refuse, I give the New York Post, my hometown paper, right? The New York Post great, fourth largest paper in the country, the oldest paper by far. Founded by Alexander Hamilton, if I remember the headline correctly. Alexander Hamilton, not bad. New York Post is really doing the thing. And they banned the New York Post from social media. Can you believe it? The New York Post cannot be posted. But you know what? They're doing very well, and they're very proud of the job they're doing. And the country is very proud of the New York Post. But others, like the New York Times, they won't cover it. They won't cover this massive corruption that's taking place where a son follows a father into a foreign country and he's like a human vacuum cleaner. The son had no job, no nothing, unfortunately was forced out of the military, and all of a sudden he's making millions of dollars a year. He goes to work for $183,000 a month on the board of an energy company that has Very questionable reputation. 183, Burisma. And he's on the board, $183,000 a month. His father is in charge of Ukraine, right? His father is in charge of three. Obama, I was surprised he gave him this much responsibility, because I wouldn't. His father's in charge of Russia, Ukraine, and China. No, no, think of this. They put, they put Joe, Sleepy Joe, in charge of three countries. Russia, Ukraine, and China, right? Is that right? You don't mind if I go off teleprompter. Isn't this more interesting? They put him in charge. See, he can't do that. He can't go off teleprompter. If he does it, he can't even go on teleprompter. It doesn't. But listen. So he's got Russia, he's got Ukraine, got China. Okay. So Russia... The mayor of Moscow's wife, who's a very wealthy man, she's a very wealthy woman, retired, give him three and a half million dollars. I wonder why. It must be for his great knowledge of markets. (laughs) But they gave him three and a half. So when I asked at the debate about it, Chris Wallace said, No, you can't ask him that question. I said, Why not, Chris? Why not? By the way, Kristen Welker did a very good job, much better than Chris Wallace. And now Chris Wallace is going on. How did Trump, do? did you see 91, to, it was 91% for Trump, 9% for Sleepy Joe. Did you see that? A poll. That's when I like polls. You know, when I get them in my favor, I like them. Right? When they come in my favor, I repeat them all the time. I say they're great. When they're not in my favor, I don't, I don't discuss them. But they're, they are wrong. They are so wrong. They're, the worst polls are the Fox polls, believe it or not. They're the worst. You know, if you see that poll, it's the same thing I had four years ago. Nine states guaranteed loss. I go into the election, I'm saying, man, this is going to be embarrassing tonight. Darling, this is going to be a very embarrassing evening. I'm not used to losing. Out of nine, I'm down all nine. I'm going to lose all nine. At the end of the evening, I won all nine. All right was nine for nine. I was nine for nine. And I said, I think these polls are a little bit off. Well, they do it on purpose. You know, it's suppression. They want to depress you so that your beautiful wife, you, you go out and they say, you know, we love our president or before president. We really like Donald Trump a lot. He could do a great job. But you know, he can't win. The polls are saying he can't win. These polls are much better than four years ago, by the way. In fact, now they're getting awfully close. Now, you know, because they can't be embarrassed the second time. They can. So they're getting a little bit too close. for People are very angry at the polls. But it's suppression. You know, we really like him a lot. But let's go to a movie, because you know he can't win. So let's go to a movie, darling. And then we'll come home and watch this horrible, horrible defeat of a person that could have been a great president. And they come home, and what happens is a lot millions of people do that except for one problem four years ago nobody did it they went and voted instead they said let's go and vote instead of going to see a movie the movies are no good anyway okay they don't make them like they used to make them I can tell you that we like those old movies much better right but but now and so they go out and they vote and all of a sudden remember Hillary said the deplorables whoever thought when crooked Hillary I watched the, I used, I watched that expression. She called people deplorables, right? And I didn't think, do you remember the other word she used? She used two words, deplorable. Very good, wow, that's a historian. I didn't think anybody would get, I love these little tests, you know? No, I love these little tests. That's right, irredeemable. And I said, that's a horrible word, irredeemable. But it wasn't irredeemable that called on. To me, irredeemable is worse than a deplorable, right? Which is worse? I think irredeemable. I said, she just called half of the people in the nation irredeemable and deplorable. I watched it live. It was not the most exciting speech, but I said, oh, that's a very nasty thing to say, but I figured nothing. The next day, everybody, I'm a deplorable. The t-shirt was the number one. It was, it. It was a disaster. Whoever wrote that line for her, He should be out of politics forever. Do we agree? I mean, it was a disaster. So anyway, these are just little sidelights that I give you while I'm baking in the sun. My people are genius. You know, I have a very powerful head of hair. If they would have turned me this way, it would have been hitting me on the hair, and it wouldn't have hurt. In fact, it would have made me even more blonde. I'm fighting for every American of every background, race, color, and creed, including Native Americans. (laughs) why I'm here, Native American. That's why we're here. The last administration promised to bring hope and change to Indian country, but they cruelly abandoned you the moment they got your vote, and they went to Washington. That's what they do. By the way, African American, for three and a half years, they treat them terribly. And then six months before the election, they come and they they say, I'm going to give you everything. They get the vote, and then they give them nothing. And now they're shocked because we're doing great with African-American. We're doing great with Hispanic-American. It's gone on for 100 years. It's gone on for 100 years. Give me your vote. Give me your vote. And then after the election's over, it's like, uh, gee, I don't remember you. Uh, Let's talk in three and a half years from now, right? Under this administration, you will never be abandoned. I will always stand proudly with our incredible Native American communities, always. Last week, I put forward a vision for Indian country grounded in respecting tribal sovereignty, promoting safe communities and building a thriving economy, delivering better health care, and protecting Native American cultures, languages, and history. Over the last four years, I created nationwide task force to combat the crisis of missing and murdered Native Americans, especially women and children, which is a tremendous problem. You know, I, I signed into law something about three months ago, and a lot of it having to do in Arizona and New Mexico, different places in the country. But it's a serious problem. What's, uh, what happens with murder of women and children in Indian country is a terrible thing. So we're working, we're working on it very hard. And for the first time, we have it funded well. It's well-funded. And uh, we're looking for these monsters. We're looking for these monsters that do it. And we're looking for people that are missing. It's a tremendous, a tremendous problem. We provided nearly $450 million to support law enforcement and fight the opioid epidemic, and we've made really big progress. And to defeat the virus, we made the largest investment in Indian country in our history. So we're working very hard. Because the Indian country has been hit very hard by the China plague. That's where it comes from. They say, please don't mention China. I say, why? That's where it comes from. They call it Corona. It sounds like a beautiful seaside island in Italy. No, it's not Corona. It's called the China Plague. To deliver jobs and opportunity, we created more than 360 opportunity zones in Native American communities. It's had a tremendous effect. Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott did that with me. I'm also supporting school choice for Native Americans and every parent all across the With us today are members of the incredible Lumbee tribe, which has been wrongly denied federal recognition for more than a century. All I know is you have congressmen that want to get this moving. They said, sir, you have to be here with the Lumbee tribe. I said, explain to me about the Lumbee tribe. And they did. But you have congressmen that are With you all the way. Republican. They happen to be Republican, but what can you do? Biden and Obama promised to end this injustice a long time ago and many times, and they broke their word every single time. Just all talk. I told it to him the other night. Joe, you've been here for 47 years. But more importantly, you were here for three and a half years ago. Why didn't you do it? All this different stuff. We should have done this. We should have done that. We should have closed earlier. Of course, he has one little problem because two and a half months later, he thought I shouldn't have closed, right? You know. How about his line that we should have closed? I banned people from China where it was heavily infected from coming into our country. Biden was totally against that. He called me xenophobic. And now he goes out and says, we should have done it sooner. No, he didn't want to do it at all. And then two and a half months later, he realized he was doing the same thing with crazy Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, crazy. She's crazy as a bedbug. Nancy Pelosi, in between stints, without mask, at beauty parlors. Hey, how about that beauty parlor owner? She was a Trump fan. Do you believe it? She was a Trump fan. In San Francisco, she was a big Trump fan, and uh, she didn't like what was happening. She didn't like... Seeing Nancy Pelosi raring at everybody from Mass, and then she walks in, hey, give me a haircut, whatever the hell you do to my hair. <laughs> give me something, give me something. I want something as fast as you can do it. No, that wasn't good, Nancy, that wasn't good. But this turned out to be a Trump supporter. Can you believe it? The beauty parlor, parlor. In fact, I think I'm going to go there, maybe have my hair touched up a little bit, because she looks very talented. She's good. She looks good. When I'm reelected, I will proudly sign the Lumbee Recognition Act that should have been signed a long time ago. And the people of North Carolina want that. The people of North Carolina want that. So that's good. That's great. All of your people are here. And it's great. It's a great thing. The people of North Carolina want to see that happen. You're congressmen. But North Carolina wants to see it happen. Also with us today is Sonny Perdue, our great Secretary of Agriculture. Where's Sonny? State. I don't recognize you with the big mask. Sonny, I'm very impressed. Look at that. Wow. You've come a long way, Sonny. And he's a great Secretary. We've given away, let's see, given away 28 Billion dollars from China directly to our farmers and ranchers right I Said Sonny, let me ask you. He's great secretary of agriculture. I said Sonny. He knows more about farming You know, I interviewed nine people. They were all central casting. They had one problem. They knew nothing about agriculture One of them I said have you ever been to a farm? No, sir. I said, do you know what a horse is or a cow? Yes, sir pictures little pictures But I said, you've never been. And this was, you know, standard, but they would have looked perfect. I mean, it would have been perfect, but they knew nothing. But I was all set to pick one of them because we're into the world of politics, right? And then Sonny comes in. I said, you know, I don't want to really see him. The guy is like, he's been governor of Georgia, very popular for eight years. He was term limited. Otherwise, he'd still be there. Although Brian's doing a very good job, I have to say. Really good job. The current governor. But Sonny was a very popular politician in Georgia. Would have been there as long as he wanted to be. But it was eight years. And I said, look, I don't want to hire, I don't want to look at this guy. He's like, I don't want to look, he's not perfect. He doesn't set the all. Meaning, he looks too much like me, okay? I don't want that. And he comes in and within 45 minutes, I knew everything about farming. I knew everything about agriculture. I learned more in 45 minutes than I learned in 45 years of studying it. This guy is such a pro. And I said, how much? I said, Sonny, Sonny Perdue, the great Sonny Perdue. I said, Sonny, let me, let me ask you. China's targeting our farmers and ranchers. How much? $12 billion from two years ago. Right, Sonny? $16 billion this year, meaning last year. I said, good. We're going to tariff them, all of the goods coming in. And we gave the farmers $12 billion and $16 billion, And the farmers love Trump. I mean, they love Joe, right? How am I doing in Iowa, by the way, Sonny? Am I doing okay? Can you imagine if I lost in Iowa or lost in Nebraska? But I don't think that happens. No, we did it. And we did the right thing. They were targeted. This is why no president's ever taken on Joanna, because they play tough. They say, we will target your farmers. Well, you're a politician. You can't lose the entire Midwest. In this case, I won the entire Midwest. Yeah. Remember when you first came over? You came over, you said, sir? And he shows me a map of the country. The entire middle of that map was red. Red meaning Republican, right? But this is why. So they say, well, we're going to target your farmers. So the politician, president, would say, well, don't do that. Let's uh, delay action. So they continue to rip us off. I didn't say that. I, cha- I charge them 25% tariffs. I charge them tariffs on dump steel. I ta- we took in much more than 28 billion. We took in 28 billion times, many times, okay? And the rest went to the U.S. Treasury, if that's okay. But we gave $28 billion to our great farmers. That's why our farmers are all in good shape. And two weeks ago, China, you know, I signed a trade deal, but it's not the same. I used to, like, I thought it was so great. I signed a trade deal that was so good it was so brilliant it was this great deal but i don't feel the same way the ink was drying on the trade deal when we got hit by the plague so it's different does that make sense it's just different i don't feel the same but two weeks ago sonny they ordered the largest china the largest order of corn in the history of our country the largest order of soybeans in the history of our country and the largest order of beef in the history of our country. You know why? Because they think I'm gonna win and they wanna have me be happy. Because they're smart. Because they know the real numbers. You know, they're very smart. They know the real numbers. But no, they want me to be happy. And I appreciate that order. But our farmers said something to me that I can't, we had them in two years ago and they were getting hit hard by China and a lot of other factors. And I said, you know what I'll do? I'm gonna give you a subsidy. They said, sir, First time that ever happened. We don't want a subsidy. We don't want a subsidy. We just want a level playing field. And they were upset by the word subsidy. Remember that, Sonny? Everyone else comes in, they don't care, you can call it anything, we want money. We want money, everybody, foreign nations, people, everybody, except the farmers. The only time it happened, sir, we don't want a subsidy. All we want is a level playing field, and it's so unfair. Farming has been going down for 20 years. It's been like a slide down. And now we got it perfectly. We have the USMCA instead of that horrible NAFTA deal that just kicked in. Everyone said impossible and plenty of other things. We won't go into it, but our farmers are treated well. But China gave 28 billion, with a B, billion, billion dollars that we divided among all of these great farmers. And we have a lot of happy people out there. And we're in that position where we made a great deal. But the bad part is what happened after the deal was made. We have some representatives here who have been incredible for Native Americans, for this particular area, by the way, for you more than anybody else, I have to say. Congressman Dan Bishop, did you ever hear him? Dan Bishop and Congressman Richard Hudson, these are two great Congressman, Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Richard. And they did it. They were the ones I called. There wasn't anybody. It wasn't Nancy. Nancy was not in favor. It wasn't anybody else. It was these two guys more than anybody else. And some help from some warriors, right? Some real warriors. Speaker of North Carolina House, a great gentleman, Tim Moore. Young. Young Tim Moore, we call him, right? Good job you do and a candidate for superintendent, Catherine Truitt. Catherine, great. Catherine. How are we doing here, Catherine? Are we doing good? We're going to win? We're going to win North Carolina? We better win North Carolina. I've been back here so much, I might as well just call it my home state. I've been here so- Sleepy Joe doesn't make it too often. No way. He likes Delaware. You know, he never leaves a Joe Biden will be speaking today. I said, watch, it's going to be Delaware. In Delaware, you know, it's 15 minutes from. Nah, you can't do that. You got it. You need energy to be president. You need strength. You need energy. You need strength and energy. State GOP chair. Somebody who's done a phenomenal job. Of course, if we don't win the state, he'll be fired so fast. Your head will but... spin. Michael Watley. Michael. Great, Michael. We're looking good, Michael, huh? And Chancellor Cummings of the UNC, Pembroke, it's uh, Chancellor, has done a fantastic job. Where's the Chancellor? Where's the Chancellor? Stand up, Chancellor. Great job. UNC, that's great. Good, good area. Pembroke. Thanks also to Susan Tillis, wife of your great senator, who's making a very strong... She's Oh, he's moving along. He's moving along, he's going up like a rocket ship. We won't tell you the reason why, he should do it on his own merit. But Susan will take whatever it takes, right? Right, this other guy, he talked about honor. Honor, it's gotta be honorable. Not one, but two. No good, no good. But Tom Tillis is a great guy and he's really been, uh, we've gotten to know each other really over the last year and a half more than anything else. And I gotta tell you, he's great and I think he's gonna do terrifically. And I know he's out. I said, don't come here. We'll, we've got you covered here. We got him covered, right? Yeah! Go out and campaign, but uh, I appreciate you being here, Susan. Say hello to Tom. I think he's going to, I think he's making it big. I think he's making it big. For years, Joe Biden fought to cut your Social Security and Medicare. You know that, right? He tries to deny it. A fact which Joe, in a debate with crazy Bernie Sanders, tried to get out of. So today I want to show you, I brought it along. You know, we're giving you an A version. This is an A version. We're giving you the big rally version as opposed to a little get-together with Indian Nation. But we're giving you the big deal. So I want to show you Joe Biden on Social Security. You can't cut Social Security, right? If you're a politician, watch this. The video, please.
1: Let me ask you a question, Joe. Yeah. You're right here with me. Yeah. Have you been on the floor of the Senate? You were in the Senate for a few years. Yeah. Time and time again talking about the necessity, with pride, about cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare, cutting veterans programs. No. You never said that? No. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending,
2: I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in
1: the government. Look, here's the deal. Honest guy, why don't you just tell the truth here? We all make mistakes. I I am telling the truth. And I not
2: only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time.
1: Joe, let me repeat it again. I want you just to be straight with the American people. I am saying that you have been on the floor of the Senate time and time again talking about the need to cut Social Security, Medicare and veterans programs. Is that true or is that no, not No, it's true? not true. What that is, is not true? That is not true. I am a veterans,
2: I meant every single solitary thing in the government. Everything was on the table. I did not support any of those cuts in Social Security or in veterans. Whoa, veterans.
1: whoa, whoa. You, you, everything was on the table. All right, you're right, you just said it. Including, in your judgment, cuts to Social Security and veterans. In order to get the kinds of changes we need on other okay. things related. Whoa. Joe, then but, you it just... but we did not cut it. I, I know, because people like me helped stop that. All that I would say to the American people, go to YouTube, it's all over the place. Joe said it many, many times. And I'm surprised, you know, you can defend that or change your mind on it, but you can't deny the reality.
0: <laughs> you know, I making a speech. A couple of weeks ago, that's how this happened, and uh, there was a line in there done by a professional. You know, I don't usually use the speeches too much because it gets a little cumbersome and boring, but I read one line that he cut and really fought to cut Social Security and Medicare. These are two things politically you can't even think about, right? I've seen people, they go down 40 points if they even suggest it. So I said, this must be wrong. It's wrong. I, they said, no, sir, it's true. I said, there's no way it's true. Then they go back and they found out. He also wanted to cut aid to our vets. Can you believe that one, right? So, so we went back and we found the clip. And the speechwriters turned out to be right. I couldn't believe it. So we put it up on occasion, and we uh, were putting it up for you. So remember that. And he'll cut your Social Security. He doesn't care. He has no idea what's happening anyway as president. I will always protect your Medicare and your Social Security. For 47 years, Joe Biden supported every wretched betrayal of the American worker. How about fracking? There will be no fracking. There will be no fracking. There will be no fracking. This went on for a year. Then the primaries ended. He goes to Pennsylvania where they frack. He said, I never said there would be no fracking. No, this guy, Sonny, this guy is crazy. He's either crazy or he's the worst liar. I actually think there's a third category. I think he doesn't remember. No, I think he doesn't remember what he said three weeks ago. No, he says, for for one year, there'll be no fracking. Then he goes to Pennsylvania, and then he argues with me. He said, I never said that. I said, I'll put it up. And we put it up. I think my people put it up about 20 minutes before the debate ended. But the greatest part of the debate was the end, right? That end was so beautiful. He's going to wean himself off oil. I said, Texas, are you listening? Pennsylvania, Ohio, are you listening? No, no, it's a fraud. The whole, the whole deal with him is a fraud. He was a cheerleader for NAFTA, the worst trade deal in history. Now you have great USMCA. And China's entry into the World Trade Organization, which made China into a powerful force, obliterating your industries and laying waste to your towns, your cities, your states. I ended Joe Biden's NAFTA nightmare and replaced it with that brand-new, beautiful USMCA, Mexico-Canada. Under my leadership, we achieved the most secure border in U.S. history, our southern border, and we're finishing the wall 400 miles-plus already built. Think of that. 400 miles. You know what 400 miles is? That's a lot. We'll be finished very shortly, and it's exactly what they wanted. This is, I said to the Border Patrol, Give me your best, give me, just give it. I figured it would be a nice concrete plank. Boom, 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 right? Precast. That was my business. I was really good at that business. So I looked, I sort of saw concrete plank, boom. And it turned out they don't want that. They want steel and concrete and they want vision and they want all sorts of things. But in the end, they were right. I wanted to give them what, we're doing it, we might as well do it right. More expensive, but we might as well do it right. So we gave them a wall that is not penetrable. And it's got hookups to every form of, commu- of, of computer known to man, right? Remember when they said the wall, the wall is a wall, it's obsolete. They said, no, walls are not obsolete. Two things, right? Walls and wheels will never be obsolete. A chip will be obsolete in 12 seconds after they f- develop it. A computer, a new laptop, like, for instance, the laptop from hell. You know, his laptop. We call it the laptop from hell. Joe Biden has vowed to open borders. He wants to open your borders, doesn't want to have borders. You don't have a country if you don't have borders. You don't have a country. Mass amnesty, sanctuary cities, and nationwide catch and release programs. Catch them, murderers, rapists, release them into our country. And they never come back. He was wrong. He said they come back for a trial. They don't come back. They don't come back. They never come back. He has even pledged free health care. For illegal aliens putting you at jeopardy because the country doesn't have the money. What happens is you have millions and millions of people pour into our country once you do that. He wants free education, free health care. If Joe and Kamala, she's another one, she's the most liberal. She makes Bernie Sanders look like a conservative. If Joe and Kamala are elected, it will trigger a tsunami of illegal immigration from every corner of the world. Tens of millions of people will flood into our country. You're not going to be too happy in North Carolina. Now, he oftentimes wouldn't say North Carolina. Hit point. You're not going to be too happy in, uh, let's see, where are we? Uh, You're not going to be too happy in Florida. No, 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 we're in North Carolina, Joe. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. In North Carolina, I'm sorry. And I would say, once you do that, forget the speech, just walk off, because the speech is over. You could be the great Winston Churchill, great speaker, great orator. But if you make that mistake, I don't care how well you speak, you're in trouble, right? She said, yes, right? He's done it many, many times. And the other thing he does, he keeps getting the presidency mixed up with the Senate. said, I am a proud Democrat running for the U.S. Senate. Thank you very much. Now the first time was not really forgiven. You know, there are some things where you can sort of say, you know, it's okay. But that's sort of like. That's a bad one. But then he did it a second and I think a third I heard the other day. There's something going on up there. we not, we can't play. You know, we're playing with our country. We're playing with the greatest country in the world. We're playing with a country that has potential, the likes of which nobody even understands the potential of this country. We cannot play games. You know, we can be nice and say, oh, isn't that nice? There are some people that, frankly, are gonna vote for him for that reason. I won't say the reason, but they're gonna vote for him. They feel badly. They feel sorry for them. I'm sorry. You can't do that. We are playing in the big leagues, whether it's Putin or Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un from North Korea. Remember, we were going to be in a war with them three and a half years ago. Remember what happened to the war? What happened to the war? What happened? President Xi of China, you ever see him standing looking over the troops? One thing I can tell you, They are 100%, and they will be for a long time, and when they're not, they'll be taken out so fast, your head will spin. There's no games, and we can't play games either. We invested $2.5 trillion in the U.S. military, and maybe almost as important, defense spending in North Carolina, as you know very well, you're all sitting there, very happy, very rich, it soared. A lot of stuff built right here, made in the U.S.A., all of it, made in the U.S.A., a lot made in North Carolina. I will always stand with the great men and women who serve our nation in uniform. We have a tremendous group, except, unfortunately, a lot of times they'll get these ballots and their military ballots, and it says Trump. We vote for Trump, Trump, Trump. And they find them in garbage cans. No good, right? No good. I just voted. I voted in Florida. I just voted. I'll tell you, I went there and voted. There is no way you get away with anything. Sir, please, could I see your identification? No, I'm the president. No, sir, I have to see. Well, oh, here's my passport. Is that good enough? Barely, sir, barely. Oh, passport. Okay, sir. You can sit down, sir. Could we give you a couple of... Could you believe this? They were so good. I said, you can't get away. There's, no, there's nothing you could get. The people that I just went through, it was like a movie. It was perfect. It was so professional. And then you see... Send in ballots. Thousands and millions of ballots are being sent. Send them in. This is a horrible thing. And to be honest with you, it's the only way we can lose. Because I see the crowds. Joe has 14, 15 people show up for a rally. This is a rally for some friends of mine And look at the number of people. This, this isn't a rally, actually. This, this was a little get-together that we wanted to do for our congressmen because they've been fighting so hard for that special group of people here and there. But we can't play games. This is our country, and you should have voter ID. Everybody should have voter ID. Right? They don't want voter ID. You know why the Democrats don't want voter ID? Only one reason, bad purposes. There's only one reason you don't want it, because you're going to cheat. Why wouldn't they want voter ID? They have voter ID on almost everything. You know, to get into the Democrat National Convention, we did get higher ratings than them, by the way, I hate to tag. You know, they put out a thing, but it turned out to be very wrong. They're tough players. But to get into the Democrat National Convention, you had a card, and it had ID on it, and it had your picture, isn't that nice? But to vote, you go ahead and do whatever you want to do. To get into their convention, their national convention, they have a ID card, and yet they don't want it for the voting. Just think about that. The last administration failed our veterans. I reformed the VA, passed VA choice, and VA accountability, and veterans' approval of the VA is now at 91 percent, the highest ever. Right? I did more in 47 months than Sleepy Joe did in 47 years. A vote for Republicans is a vote for safe communities, great jobs, a limitless future for all Americans. It's really a vote for the American dream. It is. And it's a vote for your Second Amendment. It's a vote for your Second Amendment. Remember that. Your Second Amendment. They're going to take your guns away as sure as you're there. If something happened with me, the guns are gone. Your Second Amendment will be either obliterated totally or almost totally. And in conclusion, over the next four years, we will make America into the manufacturing superpower of the world. And we will end our reliance totally on China. It's already started. We will hire more police. We love our police. Increase penalties for assaults on law enforcement. And we will ban deadly sanctuary cities that are so dangerous. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, the right to life and the right to keep and bear arms get out and vote get out and vote get out and vote you have no excuse cuz we have the we have the numbers you just got to get out and vote if you don't vote you're going to be very unhappy cuz your country your country will never be the same they'll court pack they're going to court pack pack your courts with super radical lefts Thank you. Thank you very much. We will maintain I'd love that even longer, you could do it all day, but this sun is killing me. It's the only time I've ever stopped applause. I gotta get out of here. My people did a great job. Great. Great job, fellas we will maintain america's unrivaled military might and we will ensure peace through strength america will and you know this you know this america will land a woman and be the first right on the moon and the united states will be the first nation first nation to land an astronaut on mars we've already started the process and nasa now is the leading space center in the world, times 10. There's nothing even close. And it was abandoned when I got to it. It was abandoned. We will stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. We will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. And we will live by the timeless words of our national motto. As you know, they wanted to get rid of the word God, right? You wanted to get rid. Let's take the word God out. They tried it twice, twice in their pledge of allegiance. In fact, the first time I heard it, I said, oh, they must have made a typo. Then I heard it a second time. I said, that's not a typo. They took the word God out. And uh, they politically had to put it back in, but they'll fight for that. And all of a sudden, they'll call you horrible people for wanting it. No. In God we trust. In God we trust. For years you had a president who apologized for America. Now you have a president who is standing up for America and standing up for the great people of North Carolina. For the last four years, you've seen me fight for you And now, I'm relying on you to deliver a historic vote in the most important election in the history of our country. The most important election. From Asheville to Charlotte, from Wilmington to Raleigh, and from Greensboro to right here in Lumberton. Lumberton, we like Lumberton. We stand on the shoulders of red-blooded American patriots who poured out their hearts, sweat, and soul to secure our liberty and defend our freedom. We inherit the legacy of American heroes who crossed the oceans, blazed the trails, traversed the continent, explored the wilderness, laid down the railroads, dug out the Panama Canal, raised up our great skyscrapers won two world wars, defeated fascism and communism, and landed our brave American astronauts on the face of the moon. We made America into the single greatest nation in the history of the world, and the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Proud citizens like you helped build this country And together we are taking back our country. We are returning power to you, the American people. It's coming back, and you see it. We're driving them crazy. They don't know what to do. Their heads are exploding. They just, they don't know what to do. They've never had anything like this. With your help, your devotion, and your drive, we are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together with the incredible people of North Carolina and my little granddaughter named Carolina, But I'm going to give South Carolina a little credit for that too. Is that okay? Is that okay? Let's give them a little credit, right? We love South Carolina. We have made America powerful again. Our military, greatest in the world. It was depleted. It was tired. It was old. Greatest in the world. 2.5 trillion. Powerful. We have made America wealthy again. Stock market, record highs, 401Ks, record highs. Let him double, triple, quadruple your taxes. You'll be taking your 401Ks, throwing them away. You want to make room in the house that just got a lot smaller. We have made America strong again. We have made America proud again. We have made America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, North Carolina. From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA Where there's pride in every American heart and it's time we stand and say you. Thank you very much. And hello, Circleville, Circleville. And it's great to be back in Ohio to celebrate the return of Big Ten football with a big victory today. For the Buckeyes, 52 to 17, not bad. Not bad. You remember how this all happened? Sleepy Joe said, President Trump didn't want to have football. I said, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs) Sleepy Joe. So I said, what's the problem with football? They said, Big Ten football is shut down. I said, well, he said I did it? Yeah, he blamed me. I said, I had nothing to do with it. So then I said, I got an idea. I'm going to get it open if it shut down. right? That's what happened. I think he even took it ad. President Trump shut down football. I didn't think about it. I must tell you, I'm thinking about China, and I'm thinking about a lot of other things. So I, I said, uh, you know what we'll do? We'll teach Sleepy Joe and that group that don't have what it takes. We'll teach them how to do it. And I worked hard to bring back Big Ten, and I got together with your commissioner. He did a good job. And we got it back, and today you won your football game. And we're very happy about it. Because I know that life in Ohio is not complete without the glory of Ohio State football and other football. I'm glad you won the game. I wouldn't have wanted to come. Can you imagine if you lost the game? And you know, there's a lot of people in here, but did you see outside? You're very lucky to be here saying thank you very much for this wonderful journey, President. Now you have to see. You have to see. There are tens of thousands of people in the streets out here trying to get in. I think the next time the next time we'll get a larger field. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really right. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And by the way, we got Pac-12 back. I don't, You don't care about Pac-12, but we got Pac-12. We said we might as well do out there too, right? And we did a doubleheader. Ten days from now, we're going to win this great state, and we are going to win four more years in the White House. Remember last time about this state? Remember they said for a year I had to hear it. You cannot win unless you win the great state of Ohio. I heard it so many times. That was these fake people. Look at all of them over the cameras. Look at all those cameras. Look at all those lights that are on. All those lights that are on. But do you remember that? They would drum it for a year. I heard you cannot win unless you win Ohio. And then I got a poll and it said, we're doing pretty well in Ohio, by the way, right? And then we won. Remember, they said, it's going to be close. It's going to be hard to win, going to be very, very hard. And Trump, if he doesn't win Ohio, he's out. And then we not only won Ohio, we won Ohio by more than eight points, eight points. And they said, said, you know, the story when uh, when it closes, I mean, they do a fast little count if you're winning big. They said the polls in Ohio have closed. Donald Trump has won the state of Ohio. It's like a media. It was like in the same sentence. The polls have closed, Trump has won. You know, normally it would take like hours and whatever if it's close. No, we won big and I hear we're winning big now and I'm hearing they gave up on the state already and you know they're gonna give up on Florida very soon because we're winning big in Florida, we're winning big in North Carolina. You don't want Sleepy Joe to be your president. You know, he draws flies. He's not drawing anybody. And Obama was there, they called in Obama, they said, Sir, sir, this is a few days ago, sir, I have bad news, what? President Obama is going to campaign for Sleepy Joe. And I said, is that good news or bad news? <laughs> sure. And he said, uh, well, he's going to campaign. So I guess it started yesterday or the day before, right? They had 42 people show up, 42! We have thousands, tens of thousands, and outside is five times what this is. No. no, there's something going on. It happened last time, four years ago. This time more. It, this time more. It happened last time. There was an enthusiasm four years ago, the likes of which the fake news has never seen before. Right? And I'll have to tell you, and maybe I'll be wrong. But at least to this point, the enthusiasm is much more because you know what we've all done together. We've done a lot. We've done it. We've done a lot. It's much more. It's much more. We got all those tax cuts. We got all the regulation cuts. We got the steel guys back. We put tariffs on all the crap that they were dumping from China, 25 percent. They were dumping the steel and we said you can't do that. And lots of other things. We've done a lot. But it's far greater today. Look at this field. I mean, as far as the eye can see, it's far greater today than it was four years ago. And this is the most important election. This is the most important election of your lifetimes. I see a lot of young people up here. So big deal, like what? Twelve years. Big deal, right? It's really the most, it could be the most important election we've ever had. I really believe that, too. And I didn't think I'd be saying it because our last win, with such a big win, we've done so much. Nobody's done more than what we've done. They don't even question it, you know, when I say it? Because they like to always, oh, he did this, he said that, he said, you know. They don't even question it. We have done more in the first three and a half years than any administration has done. It's true, when you look at everything. And it's an honor, but this is the most important election. I didn't think I would say it because I I viewed the last uh, what we did four years ago. Can you believe four years ago? Almost. Can you imagine that? The time flies. I'll never forget the first night in the White House, they said, it's like a surreal experience. I have Abraham Lincoln's bedroom here I was talking to the First Lady. They said, do you believe this? took a little while. It takes a while to get used to it. And then, you know what you have to do? You have to get down to work. You get down to work, and that's what we did. At the debate this week, did anybody see the debate? Maybe? Maybe? couple of people. They had a lot. That was like a Super Bowl deal, I guess, uh, with the ratings. That's okay. We had one ball 91 to 9, it was. 91. With with us having the 91, okay? Yeah. I kept saying, hey, Joe, Joe, you want to do all this stuff. Why didn't you do it? You were there three and a half years ago. Do it. Why didn't you do it, Joe? You didn't do much, Joe. Then I said, I wouldn't have run, Joe. I wouldn't have run if you did a good job. If you two did a good job, I wouldn't have run. I didn't need this, Joe. I had a very good life, Joe. I didn't need this, Joe. I had a good life. I had a very nice life, Joe, but I wouldn't have run. You did a good job. I wouldn't have run. And if I did, I wouldn't have won because you would have done a good job. There would have been no reason. The fact is, you didn't do a good job, Joe. You let us down, Joe. And he had no idea what I was talking about. He had no clue. But at the debate this week, the American people saw the contrast between a 47-year career politician who used his public office to enrich himself. You know that. I mean, his son was like his son was like a human vacuum cleaner. Just follow his. Let's go to China this week, Dad. Okay, son. Here, we'll take out a billion and a half. You get all the fees of a billion and a half. How about going to Ukraine? Now, they'll pay me 183000 a month for my, for my great, great services on energy. What do you know about energy, son? I didn't know. I don't know anything, Dad, but I'll learn. I'm willing to learn. For the last half century, Joe Biden has been outsourcing your jobs, opening your borders, and sacrificing American blood and treasure in these endless, ridiculous foreign wars. Countries you've never even heard of, for the most part. I fight for the middle class. I fight for everyone. I fight for this country. And Biden doesn't know who he's fighting for. USA! 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 USA!
2: USA!
0: Now you have to say, you know, this is serious stuff. It is. It is serious stuff. But. Is there any place better to be than a Trump rally? I mean, seriously, right? I mean, it's serious, but we have fun. And you know, the best way to succeed, you got to love what you're doing, and we all love it. And we love our country. We love our country. In 2016, Ohio voted to fire this depraved political establishment. And you elected an outsider as your president who is finally putting America first. That's what I'm doing. You work hard. You raise your families. You follow our laws. You support your church that you're not even allowed to go to. How about that? You can't go to your church, but you can have a riot down Fifth Avenue. Isn't that nice? You serve your community, and you give your love and loyalty to our great country. Now you finally have a president that is loyal to you, totally loyal to you. I've, believe me, there are easier ways to spend my life. This was nobody told me the swamp was going to be that deep and that vicious. Are, they even impeached me over a perfect phone call. Hello, how are you doing? Congratulations. Congratulations on your win, Mr. President of Ukraine. We're going to impeach him. These people are crazy. These people, oh, now they're doing it again. You know, the laptop from hell. They found the laptop from hell. This is a laptop that they don't want to see. How the hell this laptop got freed up. It's amazing the way God works. The laptop from hell. Right. And now it comes. It's Adam Shifty Schiff. Yesterday I saw for the first time watermelon. He's shaped like a watermelon. Adam Schiff, dishonest guy, totally dishonest guy, made up my conversation. Remember the halls of Congress. Said quid pro quo eight times. I didn't say it at all. Isn't it lucky I had a transcriber? Isn't it lucky? Otherwise it would be my word against Shifty Schiff. But think of it, think of it. So Adam Schiff, he's out there, and he's talking about what's taking place. And here it is, the laptop from hell. He said, it's Russia, Russia. Here we go again, Russia, Russia, Russia. I think Russia must look at us and say, these people are stone cold crazy. This is, this is... Russian disinformation. I'll tell you what, we got to get back to business. This is crazy what's going on. This is crazy. Russia. I heard it yesterday. They got him caught. I think Biden, didn't he say it at the debate? He said, well, this was Russia disinformation. This is a disaster for them. But let's see what happens. But see, but we have learned a lot. We've learned how corrupt the media is. I already knew they were corrupt. But, but they don't want to write anything about it. So listen, so we caught them cold. Just like we caught them spying on my campaign. We caught them doing horrible treasonous things. These were treasonous things. Let's see what happens. Should have gone much faster, I have to be honest with you. But we caught them spying on our campaign, the whole group. And by the way, Obama and Biden, they knew everything about it. They knew everything about it. We caught them with that too. It's much better if I say, no, 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 please. (laughs) Now, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. Now they're trying to do it again where they get caught. And they're trying to say it was Russia. They never say China. You know why a lot of money comes out of China into their pockets. And did you ever notice? China has not been very good. We did a great trade deal. Unbelievable Uh, Two weeks ago, the largest order of corn, the largest order of soybeans, the largest. Yeah, yeah. Except, except I feel different. Normally, I would have been here talking about the great trade. But you know what? The ink on the trade deal wasn't dry. And then all of a sudden, the plague came in from China. That's more important than trade deals. That's more important. So it's no good. With your vote, we will continue to bring back your jobs lower drug prices at a level that nobody's ever lowered them before and you see, last year for the first time ever drug prices went down but we're doing what's called the favored nations clause the drug companies are not happy with me this is not supposed to have happened Favored nations means you'll pay the lowest price anywhere in the world you match its favorite nations and nobody's exercised it because nobody thought of it probably but if they did think of it They couldn't have done it because the drug companies are so powerful. They are taking, you see all the ads against me? It's not so much Sleepy Joe, it's the drug companies. Because I've exercised a favored nation. So if Germany or another country pays 10 cents for a pill, the exact pill, and we pay two and a half dollars, and you're talking about stuff like that. These are the kind of differences. We pay for all research and development, everything. So if Germany's at 10 or somebody, and we're at much higher. We now pay 10. It's very simple. It's called favorite nations. We pay the lowest in the world. Your prices could come down 50, 60, 70, 80 percent. They'll come down a lot. And uh, I have never had more ads spent because they have unlimited money. So big pharma, they call it, right? It's the number one power in Washington. And I've just learned they're the number one power. And I knew this was going to happen. I said, I don't care. I'm put here to do a job. I'm put here to do a job. They have the middlemen. You know, they have, the drug pricing is very complicated. It's very complicated stuff. They have it set so that it's almost impossible to disengage it. And they have middlemen. You know the middlemen? Nobody ever heard, they never say middle women. I've never heard middle women. I want to be nice, I want to say middle women, but I've never heard the term having to do with drug prices. But they have the middlemen gets millions, gets more than the drug companies. At least the drug companies make the drugs, right? These people don't do anything. They're very rich. I probably know some of them. I would be not surprised if Hunter Biden was also a middleman. He probably got on top of everything else. Takes in millions and millions. And now we find out that Hunter Biden is a middleman. But these are rich people. And they get all this money for nothing. So I worked a deal where Canada, which buys their drugs for exactly 50 percent. I'm going to let our governors, your governor, Governor of Florida, other governors, buy, buy their drugs directly from Canada. Nobody's ever done same drug, exactly the same, same lab, same company, same everything. And they're going to buy it for 50% less. And then by that time, the favored nations will kick in and you'll get it for even less. So this has never happened before, but it's happening now. We will support our great police, protect your Second Amendment, defend your borders. And ensure more products are proudly stamped with that beautiful, isn't it a beautiful phrase? You didn't hear it for a long time until Trump came along. Made in the USA. Made in the USA. You didn't hear it for a long time, right? Been a long time. You know, when I was young, they used to say made in America, made in every car, made in them. Now you don't see it anymore. We're going to see it. Remember, I was saying today, I was in North Carolina speaking To a great crowd. And I said, remember, when I first started, I said, we're going to say Merry Christmas again. Remember? And remember, all the department stores, (laughs) many of them are wiped out because of the internet, but these are minor details, right? But all the department stores, they'd say, Happy New Year, and everything but Christmas. They don't want to say Christmas. I said, we're going to say Christmas again. And you know what? They're all saying Christmas again. They're saying Merry Christmas. They're all saying Merry Christmas again. Going to be there pretty soon. And we have a big day. You better get out November 3rd. Big, big, big. Who's voted already? Who's voted? I just voted. I just voted. Get out and vote. No, I tell you, this is the biggest election that I really believe maybe we've ever had. Because the radical left has gone crazy. And you know what? When we win this one, I think they're going to rest I really do. I think they're going to say, okay, that's enough. That's enough. (laughs) She goes, no, they won't. (laughs) You're probably right. But you know what brings it together? Success. And we're doing a super V. We're going up. You see, housing starts and the numbers, the automobile starts. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. The numbers for some things are better than they were pre this plague that came in the pandemic i mean it's amazing actually amazing we have a super v you're going to see a number that's going to be announced just prior to the election gdp it was just estimated by the fed to be 35 percent i think the highest we've ever had was like seven now who knows if they're right maybe they're i'll take 25 right now okay (laughs) problem is i mentioned 35 so if it's 25 you know what they'll do it was a terrible terrible upset for the president Whatever, if it was 15, I'd be happy. They just estimated they think it might be 35% It's unheard of. We're coming back because we built, you know why, though? Because we built a strong foundation. We had a strong foundation. If we didn't, this country would be some mess. And if a guy like Biden gets in where he wants to raise your taxes quadrupled, and he wants to put all those ridiculous regulations that used to take 20 years to get approval for a highway, now we got it down to two years, and I'm trying to get it down to one. I think we can. And it might not get built for safety reasons or environmental reasons, but we have it down to a very, very short period of time. It used to take, I mean, we have roads 21, 22 years, and then it would get disapproved. They would then raise their hands not to approve it after 20 years. No, no, those days are over, but he would put everything back. And he's going to raise—he's going to raise your taxes like crazy. I've never seen anyone—you know—all my life I've been involved indirectly, usually on the other side, only, exclusively. I've never seen raising taxes. I've seen politicians. We will lower your tax. This is the first politician that's ever running, saying he's going to quadruple your taxes. What the hell? This is the—this cre- is a, I'm, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's—I'm looking up. I'm saying, is this really like? Is this serious? First of all, I look at him. I say, is, am I running against this man? I'm running against... I'm running against Sleepy Joe. In prime time, he wasn't good. Now I'm running against him. This is not prime time." Did you think he did well in the debate the other night? The last question was the best, though, right? Because he lied about fracking. He kept lying. He kept going during the primaries... There will be no fracking. There will be no fracking. By the way, you're a big fracking state. You better hope that either. You've only got about a million. You've only got about a million jobs. More importantly than the jobs is you got the lowest energy prices we've had. How about your $2 gasoline and less? What? Right? You wouldn't mind if it went to $9, $10, $12, you couldn't get it? Well, they wouldn't mind because they'd like you to get rid of all your cars. No more aeroplanes, no more cars, no more cows. You No know, cows. I think they took that off the manifesto, right? It was too much. But they would like it. They would like it. Now, what we're doing has been incredible. You can't have your tax increase. So I'm cutting taxes. We're doing another big tax cut. That's what brought everything in. Billions and billions of dollars has come into our country because of what we've done. What you're going to do is chase it all out. Goes. I mean, they're, you know, these are people without a lot of heart. They go where they make the deal. We brought it down. We brought the middle income taxes down. Child tax credit, $1,000 a child. He said he wants to get rid of it. Okay? He wants to get rid of it. Why does he want to get rid of it? He... <laughs> that could only take place in the great state of Ohio. You know, I worked here for a couple of summers in Cincinnati. I like, I like Cincinnati. I like Ohio. I don't know... Worked out well. It was a good success. And, you know, it's like uh, when something works out well, you like it. I was, I was very young. A job in Cincinnati, Swifton Village. And anybody ever hear Swifton? Swifton. Anyway, and we bought it and we sold it and it worked out nice. And, you know, you always have, like, a good feeling. But I have an even better feeling because of what happened four years ago with Ohio. Even better feeling. And it's going to happen again. But it's the first time. I've ever seen a politician say, we will raise your taxes. I'm saying, wait a minute, let's get it. Did he say, no, seriously, have you ever heard a politician campaigning, going, I'm going to raise your taxes? And I'm going to put a lot more regulations, but a lot of people don't know. You know, I think the regulation cuts we did was actually more important, maybe not for everybody, but for the business people and then they hire and jobs all over the place. You know, we had 160 million people working. We've never been anywhere close to that number. We're going to be back very soon. 11.4 million people hired over the last year, Mark, which was a record. But I think the regulation cuts might have been even more important. This election is a choice between a Trump super recovery and a Biden. In my opinion, this is going to happen. I hate to say it. Depression. You're going to have a depression. And your 401ks, does anybody have a 401k? Throw them away, <laughs> they're not gonna be worth it. It's a choice between a boom and a lockdown. Did you hear him during the debate, right? He said, I'd lock it down, oh yes, I'd like. no, no, we're not locking it down, no, no, we're not locking. We've learned the disease, we did the right thing, we saved millions of lives, we saved two million lives, maybe more than that, we locked it, then we opened, but we understand it. Like young people, Barron, he had it. The doctor said, you know, Barron, very, very tall young man. And a great guy, right? But he's young. And the doctor said, sir, Baron has tested positive. I said, that's terrible. Baron didn't even know he was. He said, next day the doctor comes in, sir, Baron's fine. <laughs> because they're young, like these guys over here. They're young because they have strong immune systems, right? They're strong. They have these strong, beautiful immune systems. So it was good. Uh, I happened to test, right? You know why i couldn't stay in a basement i'd meet a lot of people i'm president i have to get out i have to get out no it's true i'd have meetings where i'd go back and say you know that's got to be dangerous that's got to be this or that but the fact is i had it it worked out well now i'm immune i could run up and kiss this whole group of people men and women no, and it, it worked out. By the way, 99.9% is good, and then you're immune and all that stuff. You know, I heard you were immune for life. So when I had it, I said, I'm immune to them, to the fake news. And they said, but only for four months. I heard it was for life. With me, it was for four months. If it was anybody else, it's say for life. It's true. But anyway, no, I had it. First lady had it, right? And you get better. We got better. They love the first lady. It's true. Very elegant, most elegant, most elegant first lady. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. They uh, they don't treat her very nicely. She's incredible. The most elegant woman. And she goes, but that is OK. She loves the people. I mean, it's it's really amazing. We love her. Yeah, she's done a great job and she loves it. She loves the people. But she had it recovered. I had it recovered. Baron had it. Didn't even know he had it. <laughs> so it's uh, it's one of those things. But we have to lead your life. So when I would be having meetings with Gold Star families, military, lots of other people, I'd have meetings, right? And I'd go and I'd do the meeting. And sometimes people would come up and they cut close and everything else. Mask, no mask. They get close. And I'd leave some of these meetings say, that could be dangerous, I guess. I don't know, you know. But I have to do my job. As, as I said at the debate, I can't put myself in the basement of the White House for a year and a half. I can't do it until this thing goes away. And it is going away. It's rounding the turn. Do you notice they talk about cases, always cases, cases, cases. They don't talk about death, mortality rate. Down 85 percent because what we have is so incredible. The job we've done is so incredible. 85 percent. Think of that, 85%. But they, they do it. And you know what? It's November 4th, you're not going to hear the news. The CNN, all they talk about, COVID, 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 COVID. If, if a plane goes down with 500 people, they don't talk about it. All they talk because they're trying to scare everybody. You have to lead your life and you have to get out. You have to be vigilant. Be careful. Socially distance. Get too close. Put the mask on. Put it on. You know, lots of different things. But, but really, I see what they're doing. It's so, it's just like they try to hide all of this corruption from the Biden family. By not putting it, they refuse to write it. And I have to give the New York Post, my hometown paper, the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in the country, the fourth largest, I have to give them credit because they went against the grain. And they're willing to expose all of this corruption. And then you see big tech, they won't put it on. And if you put it on, they delete you, they terminate you. Charlie Kirk, break up big tech. Well, they did sue Google. Nothing to do with this, of course, but they did sue Google on Thursday, right? You like it? No, terrible. No, no, but they've exposed themselves because nobody knew it was that serious. They won't put it on. And if you put it on, and if you put something on from the New York, I think they... Didn't they delete the New York Post? They terminated out the New York Post, right? Can you imagine a newspaper? They won't put it on. People have learned. They don't want anything because if Biden got in, they would own the world. If Biden got in, China would own our country. I mean, China, did you see where the kid was trying to get $10 million a year for introduction purposes? Okay, this was down. This is all down in the paper. They say Russia did it. This is all down in a paper now confirmed by the guy that ran the company he's he's not uh i would say they're not too happy with him would you say (laughs) i saw him the other day but it's all right stuff i mean what he's saying is right he couldn't take it anymore he couldn't stand the corruption so let's see but can you imagine when people say don't print it in other words you'll never hear it but you know it ended up backfiring because that happened it's become a much bigger story because you add it all up it's actually become if they would have printed it who knows what would have happened? You forget it, something. But it's become a much bigger. Big tech, section 230, right? Big tech is corrupt. It's corrupt. The media, the fake news is corrupt. And I've been saying it for a long time. Even I didn't know that you were that corrupt. But look at all of them. Even I didn't know that you were that corrupt. In the meantime... In the meantime, you watch the television sets go off. Let's cut. Cut this guy off. Cut the president off. Can you imagine they're broadcasting this stuff and now they're saying cut him off. But it's okay, I don't mind because I like telling the truth. Biden and the Democrats will offshore your jobs, dismantle your police departments, dissolve your borders, confiscate your guns, Second Amendment (laughs) thereafter. Eliminate your private health care. You know, we have 180 million people with private health care. A lot of you have private health care. It's what you dream of. It's great. You negotiate. You have many great companies doing it. They compete. You have great private health care. They want to terminate it. They want to terminate your religious liberty. They want to destroy the suburbs. I have the best thing that ever happened to the suburbs. You know, they were talking about this uh, 60 minutes. She asked me a question. You saw that. I, pl- I printed out the whole interview. I said, put it down. But she said to me a question, one of her questions. She said, why are you begging? Why? Suburban women. You said, please love me suburban women, please. Please love me. please. I, I beg you, please love me suburban No, I didn't say that. What I did is I said, love me suburban women because I've saved the suburbs. I've saved... They had a regulation. They had a regulation that would have brought low-income housing projects and crime right to their doorstep. Would have been right next to it. And I said, suburban women, you're going to love me. That's what I said. And I was being sucked. They said, why are you begging for the love of suburban <laughs> Suburban women are going to love me. You know why? Because they want security. They want safety. And they don't want a regulation that's going to destroy suburbia. That's all because they said he's not doing well with suburban women I said what about suburban men how am I doing well there you're doing okay <laughs> you're doing well with the men not the women but Biden has vowed to abolish fracking right he says we're gonna not frack anymore he has no, he has no idea what it means we are not no fossil fuels no nothing we're gonna close down all our factories we're gonna go with wind Wind, wind is going to be the answer. Kills all our birds, everything else. We're going to have massive blackouts like they have in California, the whole country. You ever see the brownouts? Crippling power outages. 700,000 Ohio jobs would be destroyed. Biden lies about a lot of things. He lied about that, he lied about Social Security. You saw that, Social Security. He also won't tell you the truth about decades-long quest. He had a decades-long quest to renegotiate Social Security and Medicare. And he said he didn't do it, and we have a tape here someplace. Do we have the tape? I hope it works better than the Big Ten tape. Okay? Play both videos. So we have one real quick. We have, I only do this for you. I, I to never
2: said I oppose fracking. Y-
0: you said it on tape. I did. Show the tape.
2: Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Would
1: there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? Turn it
2: up. No, we would, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. What about, say, stopping yeah. fracking and stopping yeah. pipeline yeah. Yeah. infrastructure? Yeah. No and, 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 and No, no fracking. No. you got to transition away from this. You're going to ban fracking all across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to, too. I'd love to make sure we don't use any oil or gas. Period. Look in my yeah. eyes. I guarantee you. I
0: guarantee you. We're going to need fossil fuel. We are going to end fossil fuels. Okay, so there he said, no, friend. Social yeah, Security. Yeah, you're right
1: here with me. Yeah. Have you been on the floor of the Senate? You were in the Senate for a few years. Yeah. Time and time again, talking about the necessity, with pride, about cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare, cutting veterans programs. No. You never said that? No. When I argued if we should freeze
2: federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government.
1: Look, here's the deal. You're an honest guy. Why don't you just tell the truth here? We all make I, mistakes. I, I, I am telling the truth.
2: And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it the third time, and I tried it the fourth time.
1: Joe, let me repeat it again. I want you just to... Be straight with the American people. I am saying that you have been on the floor of the Senate time and time again talking about the need to cut Social Security, Medicare, and veterans programs. Is that true or is that not true? No, it's not true. That is is not true? That is not true. I meant
2: veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. Everything was on the table. I did not support any
1: of those cuts in social security or in veterans... Oh, benefits. whoa, whoa, you, you, everything was on the table. All right, you're right, you just said it. Including, in your judgment, cuts the social security and veterans. In order to get the kinds of changes we need on other okay. things related... Oh. So but, you it just, didn't, but we did not cut it. I, I know, because people like me helped stop that. All that I would say to the American people, go to YouTube, it's all over the place. Joe said it many, many times, I'm surprised... You know, you can defend it or change your mind on it, but you can't deny the reality.
0: We're starting to use this very expensive means of communication because it's so much easier than my explaining it. So, number one, he said there'll be no fracking, no fracking, no fracking. He luckily gets a nomination because Elizabeth Warren stayed in for an extra three days, right? If she would have left before Super Tuesday, he wouldn't have won one stay and he would have been out. And then I would have been competing against Crazy Bernie instead, which is okay, I don't care. Well, there would have been more energy. I mean, you know. There would have been a lot more energy. No, Bernie has more energy. Smaller little face, maybe, but they have a lot of energy. Nick, you know, they're coming to us because a lot of them, they agree with me so much on trade. We got a lot of them last time. But anyway, so no fracking. Then he goes to Pennsylvania. Great place. And he says, uh, yeah, you're going to have fracking. A million jobs. And, you know, they want to keep their bills down, right? The lighting bills and the gasoline. So all of a sudden he goes from no fracking to we will frack. And everyone said, how the hell? And the fake news doesn't call them out on it. They don't even talk to them about it. So I bring it up because that's good. It's expensive to do, but you know what? It's worth it for the great state of Ohio, right? Then, then we hear about Medicare and Social Security. So all my life I've heard, if you even touch Social Security, you're out of politics. This guy tried to destroy Social Security and Medicare. And Bernie caught him. I'd like to thank Bernie very much. You know, Bernie is, honestly, he's a good sport. He's one of the greatest losers in the history of politics. Seriously. He lost viciously with Hillary and possibly shouldn't. I mean, I think she sort of beat him, but he was treated very badly. And then this time he should have won, except that she said, I mean, what they did, they quadruple teamed him. And what they did to him was incredible. And he's got no hard feelings, you know. He just goes back. Bernie is a loser. I mean, I've never seen a guy like this. He loves to lose. Some people love to lose. Some people. As long as I'm your president, I will always protect Medicare and Social Security like I promised. And he won't. And he won't. And America will continue to be the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world. You don't have to worry about me with your Ohio fracking. You have fracked to your heart's content. By the way, and it's not up to him, just so you understand. No, it's not up to him. He switched. But his party is not going to let him frack, okay? They're not going to let him frack. And he's got no His party, and he's probably not going to be in there too long anyway. You know, they've got the dream. They've got this Kamala, who is the most liberal person. And she said, there will never be fracking. Now she's saying, well, I think we can live with it. Yeah. No, no, no. Go with what they say first in politics. Go with what they say. That's where they come from. And they don't have a choice. She doesn't either. There's not going to be fracking if they win. There's going to be a lot of bad things happening. Like socialized medicine. Like a lot of bad a lot of bad things are gonna happen. Joe Biden has made a corrupt bargain in exchange for his party's nomination. He has handed control of his party over to the socialists, I hate to say this, the communists, the Marxists, and the left-wing extremists that you see running up and down the street doing tremendous damage in Portland and various places. That we could stop an Antifa, you're right, Antifa. I said, Joe, tell us about Antifa, Joe. Oh, that's just an idea. Really? When you get hit over the head with a baseball bat, that's not an idea. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to talk about Antifa. I said, Joe, I haven't been endorsed by almost every law enforcement group in the country. Almost everyone. Sheriffs, yeah. police. Yeah. New York City's finest. They've taken all of that, you know, great vim and that enthusiasm, what they've done in New York is terrible, all run by Democrats, all run by radical left Democrats, or even Democrats. You look at what's happened to New York crime-wise, you look at what happened to Chicago, look at Portland, look at Portland, look at Oakland, look at Baltimore. By the way, you know, Obama talks like his administration. He had stuff, how about Baltimore? How about Oakland? How about Ferguson? How about St. Louis? What he, what he had And it's like I said, that's why I'm here. I'm here because people were not happy. They're running a slate of the most radical candidates in American history. They are running the most radical people, AOC plus three, AOC. How about AOC? How about in Minnesota, beautiful Minnesota, Omar, Ilhan Omar. She's always complaining about the way we run our country. No. I think we're going to win. You know, Minnesota hasn't been won by a Republican since 1972. Does anybody know that? I think we're going to win Minnesota. First of all, we did a very good job with Minneapolis. You know, that National Guard went in. No, they should have called them two too. We, they have to, we have to get a call. We're not allowed to sit them in unless we want to do something much tougher than that, which you don't want to do. But we have to get a call, so we get a call. But the National Guard went in. In a half an hour, the whole thing was... Wasn't that a beautiful... To me, it was a beautiful sight. Boom. Boom. To me, it was a beautiful sight. They lined up and they just started walking, and that was the end of that. They should have been called a week and a half earlier. They could have saved a lot of, a lot of people and a lot of buildings and a lot of area. If Biden wins the flag-burning rioters on the streets, we'll be running your federal government. You know, I signed into law when the statues were coming down, the monuments. And at first, they were monuments of people we never heard of. And then there were monuments. And I said, you know what? You let them get away, they'll be wanting to take down monuments of George Washington. Everyone laughed. They thought it was funny. I said, I'm not kidding. And they did. If I weren't president, you would have monuments taken down all over the city of Lincoln, of Washington, of Jefferson. They were going for the Jefferson Memorial. Can you believe this? And we have a mayor in D.C. who formed a commission with recommendations. Her recommendation is take down the Washington Monument, close up the Lincoln Monument. No, no, these are serious. You, you read about it. I said, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you, Madam Mayor. We're going to keep the Washington Monument just the way it is. These people... These people are crazy. You know, I went to Mount Rushmore, made a speech. Everybody, I don't know if you saw my speech, but people like my Mount Rushmore. But you know why they liked it? Because it was so beautiful. And behind me were these massive, this mountain that's carved so beautifully. It's beautiful. South Dakota, beautiful. And I'm making a speech. And then I realized they want to take down Mount Rushmore. No, it's not happening. By the way, don't tell that to the people. Don't tell that to the people of South Dakota. They're not going to be... But these people, so, you know, so when I when I saw the thing with the statues and with the monuments all over the country, I said, we need a strong, we need a strong, strong law, not with this Congress we have now where, you know, one day would be too much. And we took out an old law, and it says 10 years in prison if you knock down a monument. <laughs> uh, and, uh, huh? and I reinstituted I reenacted it, I signed it. And they were coming in Washington. They wanted to knock down quite a few of our beautiful monuments, including one of Abraham Lincoln. And you remember Jackson. They had the ropes, but the police went in did a great job. They did a phenomenal job. They went in. These police, they went in. They were unbelievable. That's true. Remember, they had the ropes. They were ready. They were starting to pull it. And the police, and they're pretty rough guys, but the police went in, and they're much rougher. It was over so fast. It was over so fast. Andrew Jackson, who was a great general and a good president, maybe a very good president. Take it down. Andrew Jackson, a great battle of New Orleans, a great general and a very good president. They want beautiful right opposite the White House. They wanted to pull it down. They were ready. And the police went in and the police did a great job. They did a great job. But I said, we need something. So we signed something that says 10 years And, you know, they were going to march the following day. They were going to have thousands of people come to rip down statues in Washington. And we informed them it's 10 years in jail, 10 years in prison. They actually use the term prison because it's a tougher term, right? It's in prison. Today they don't use that term. Today they use much nicer terms. It says 10 years in prison. If you knock down a monument, do anything to damage a monument or a statue. So what happened is they heard about it. And they came in, there were only 24 people, it was supposed to be tens of thousands, 24 people, and they looked around and the 24 people said, let's get the hell out of here 10 years. <laughs> and that was the end. That was the end of it. It's amazing. It's amazing what the, what the pen can do, right? The pen. But you couldn't go to Congress today and get that because they don't think this way. You know, today they don't think. Today they say, well, you have to have... It's freedom of speech. Knocking down a statue, it's freedom of speech. You could let them do whatever they want to do. Can't do that. Can't do that. So it's... Uh, the federal government's been doing a great job. Now the state governments have to get tougher. And the state governments have to call in the federal government when they have a problem. And it's very mayor. simple. The mayor's right. They could use some help. The first thing they'll do, if they win this office and i don't think it's going to happen based on everything i'm seeing is they're going to pack the supreme court with far left judges who will eliminate your second amendment and if uh, if you happen to be pro life you can forget that you can forget that they will change they will change everything they will change it you know we took our time i have Three Supreme Court justices. We have a great one coming. A great one coming. Three great ones. You know, many presidents have had none. Think of it. And me, their worst nightmare has three. <laughs> their heads are exploding. You know, the extra. Expo- no, but just of equal importance, in my opinion, by the time, by the end of my first term, we'll have 300, give or take a little bit, 300 federal judges including a record it's a record no it's a record so think of that 300 federal judges i think close to 60 court of appeals judges and three supreme court justices i mean can you believe it even i can't believe it even i it's a record If I don't sound like a typical Washington politician, it's because I'm not a politician. And if I don't always play by the rules of the Washington establishment, it's because I was elected to fight for you, and I am fighting for you harder than any president has ever fought. So we're joined today by a couple of our good friends. State Auditor Keith Faber. Where's Keith? Keith. Good job, Keith. Thank you. So Keith has done a great job, and uh, thank you very much, Keith, for being here. We appreciate it. That cheering was for you, Keith, I think. Was that for Keith? State Supreme Court justices... Judy French and Sharon Kennedy. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. AFC, 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 AFC. Thank you very much. Thank you, Judge. And a person that, right at the beginning, she was with us. She was right there, and she's fantastic. GOP Chairwoman Jane Timken. Great, Jane. How are we doing, Jane? How does it compare to the four years ago? She goes, more so. Even more enthusiasm. Remember, it's true. Even more enthusiasm. They're going to find out on November 3rd. It's going to say, oh... Remember four years ago, that great evening? Was that one of the greatest evenings? They said, this will be a very, very short evening for Donald Trump. Then they say, Donald Trump has won the state of Florida. Whoa, what's that all about? Donald Trump has won the state of Ohio. What the hell is going on? Donald Trump has won. They had North Carolina. They said, that's their stopgap. That's the one. Donald Trump has just won the state of North Carolina. And Georgia, South Carolina. And we won. We just swept that whole place. And then we came in with Michigan. Hadn't been won in decades and decades. And we came in with Wisconsin. Hadn't been won in a long time. And it was like one of the most beautiful evenings, wasn't it? And then they talk about, if you lose, will this be a friendly transition? And I said, let me ask you a question. When I won, did they give me a friendly transition? They spied on my campaign. They did all this stuff. That was not a friendly transition, was it, huh? I also want to recognize Pickaway County Commissioner and Ohio State, football legend. Oh, Champ Henson, where the hell is he? Oh, Good-looking guy. You look like you could play tomorrow, Champ. Boy, he's a hell of an athlete. Great. That's great. Champ led the nation in scoring when he played for the great Woody Hayes at Ohio State. Right? Right? It looks good. Handsome guy. Woody Hayes was easy to play for, wasn't he? He was a nice guy. <laughs> he goes, no, he wasn't. That's okay. He was great, though, wasn't he, huh? He got it. You know what? He got it done, right? He got it done. Great. Nice to see you, champ. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. For decades, our politicians spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, right? They would spend money on these foreign nations that didn't give a damn for us, fighting foreign wars and defending foreign borders. But now we are finally protecting our nation we are rebuilding our cities and we are bringing our jobs, our factories and our troops back home to the USA. Our troops are all coming back. Got to fight the deep state all the time, no, but our troops are all coming back. Afghanistan, 19 years. Would you say that's enough, right? And we're policemen over there. We're police. We're we're policemen over there. Under my administration, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. And now, very simply, we are doing it again. We built it. We had to close it down unbelievably. I, can't, I couldn't believe it when they came to my office. And we had to close it down. We did the right thing. We saved all those lives. Now we're reopening it. And we're doing it at a level that nobody's ever seen before. In my first three years, we increased family income. You know, it's called Make America Great Again, right? Like hat. Make America Great Again. But now I say... Make America great again, again. Make America great again, again. We increased family income over $6,000, more than five times the gains in all eight years. So we did it in three years under the past administration. Think of that, five times more. African-American unemployment, Hispanic-American unemployment, and Asian-American unemployment all reached their lowest levels in the history of our country. All unemployment. I mean, I've seen so many forms of unemployment with a high school diploma, without a high school diploma, an MBA, a college degree, graduating number one at MIT, everybody was doing better, women doing unbelievably, unbelievably, breaking every record. But we had to slow it down, close it up, save those lives, understand this horrible virus that was sent to us by China, but sent to the whole world, sent to the whole world. They stopped it from going into other parts of China, but it came to the US and Europe and all over the world. And we can never forget it. We can never forget it. After the virus hit, We've recovered faster than any major nation on Earth. We've recovered faster economically since April. Since April, we created a record 11.4 million jobs. This week, I signed an order to protect the pensions of workers of Delphi Corporation. Do we have any of those workers here? You are so lucky I'm president. There's like two people here. You are so lucky that I'm president. But when General Motors went bankrupt, Biden and Obama threw these workers really to the wolves. Their pensions were totally wiped out. Their families were left in disarray. It was a terrible thing. So my order is the first step to restoring the pensions and health care benefits promised to workers in Wisconsin, Michigan and Ohio. And congratulations. and No, they were treated very unfairly they were treated and they were promised all sorts of things and then as usual nothing happened i will never let anyone rip off our great american worker we're not going to let them rip it off and they, they have been doing that for a long time joe biden says buy american but he spent 47 years in washington sending our jobs to foreign countries and you'll also notice he never says hire american did you ever notice that That's because his plan is to hire foreign workers, he wants open borders, and he wants unlimited illegal aliens coming in. We don't know who they are. So that leaves no jobs for the Americans. So we have that straightened all out, it's all done, don't worry about it, don't get upset. In fact, he's vowed to terminate all of the protections that I've given to the American worker. I've given you a lot of protections. To save our auto industry, I withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership. It would have been the worst. I ended the NAFTA nightmare, one of the worst trade deals, probably the worst trade deal. Everyone said that would be, it would be impossible to do, and proudly signed the brand new USMCA into law, Mexico, Canada. And by the way, it just kicked in. The difference is unbelievable. You know how I know it's good? Because those two countries aren't quite as happy as we are. But NAFTA was a disaster. We lost 60,000 factories, went to different countries. It's terrible. It was terrible. It was a terrible thing to have signed. And everybody said it would be impossible to terminate. I terminated it. And we have the USMCA, which is great, great for us. And it makes it very, very tough. And the wall is almost complete. The wall. He says, build the wall. It's a uh, great thing. You know, they don't talk. The press doesn't talk about the wall anymore because it's all built. It's going to be very, very soon. It's going to be completed. And it has created such an unbelievable strong border. You have no idea. And Mexico also, Mexico's given us 27,000. Think of it. 27,000 soldiers to protect our border. I said, you have to do it. You have to do it because it's not right. And we don't have people. Remember when I came in? Remember the caravans coming in they were coming in thousands and thousands of people were trying to come and I said you can't do it You don't hear about it. you don't hear about any of these stories anymore You don't hear about the wall anymore you see it used to be wall 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 because they never thought I'd get it built You know once you're a developer in New York City, <laughs> this is easy <laughs> Now we got it financed Mexico will be paying for it because we're going to charge a fee at the base So it's very simple But they've been great. Mexico's treated us very well. They didn't used to treat us well, but now they treat us well. Joe Biden has vowed that he wants open borders, mass amnesty and free health care for all illegal immigrants coming in. And that was another tape he had, right? When they said they had like, you know, 16, 17 of these super radical left people running on the Democrats side. That wasn't so bad. I was waiting. I was waiting. I could hear that. That wasn't that that bad. That's good. Because you got a lot of people watching you on television, you know. But remember, they said, who is going to pay? Who is going to give health care to illegal immigrants coming into the country? And they all raised their hand. Everybody raised their hand except Joe. Because he's been doing it for 47 years. He knew it was not a good thing. So he did the shoulder, remember? And then he got the hand up. I said, ah, I just won. Because you can't do it. You know, the problem is, look, we all have a heart. But if you do that, you're going to have tens of millions of people pouring into our country for health care, for college, for school. They want to give free school, free education. They want to give the new one. They want to give free lawyers to everybody that enters our country illegally. Do you believe that's down in the manifesto with Bernie? That's between Bernie. those two characters you saw up there, Bernie and Joe, Sleepy Joe. Bernie got taken further left. Can you believe it? Bernie is supposed to be taken to the right. He took Joe further left than anything he ever did, the manifesto, we call it. Biden's also pledged to terminate all national security travel bans. You know, I got travel bans, if it's okay with you, because I didn't like people that want to come in and blow up our country, okay? So, and I got it passed wasn't easy, that was not easy that was a bad one, that was a tough one they thought I was a per- bad person no, I want people to come into our country who love our country who can help us not people that want to blow up things and kill people but travel bans and increase, they want to increase refugees, this is an agreement with Bernie Sanders increase refugees 700% opening the floodgates to radical Islamic terrorism no thank you No, thank you. We appreciate it, Joe. Thank you very much. But no, thanks. I'm keeping the terrorists, jihadists and violent extremists out of our country, if that's okay. We invested two point five trillion dollars in the U.S. military, including more than six billion dollars in contracts. Oh, for Lima. You know, Lima, the army tank plant. Lima, right? You know, I did that when I was here. That was going to close that plant. And I heard. I was president-elect, so I had nothing to do for a little while, you know, there was a little time, I didn't know I was being spied on. So I had nothing to do, and I heard about this tank plant, and I had some friends, a lot of friends in Ohio, and they said about this tank plant that they, Jim Jordan, the great Jim Jordan, who we love? Right, he's one of them. You know, Jim Jordan was a great NCAA wrestling champion, too, he was great. It was great. Jim Jordan is a great warrior, I will tell you that. Nobody like him. But it's true. Jim Jordan and others, they said, we have to we have to save this plant. I said, let me take a look. So I actually went to Lyman. I saw this plant. And it's, it's the only plant now that makes army tanks. And a level of sophistication, you wouldn't believe it. And I went through, I'm good at this stuff, I went through the plant. I said, if we ever close this plant, you'll never be able to get the skill, the talent, or a facility to do this. I'm not going to buy our tanks from China, okay? We were close to that in the steel world, okay? You know, let's buy our steel from China, no thank you. You know, there are certain industries we have to have, and we brought that back. So I said, no, I'm not going to let this be closed, and I stopped it. And we are making tanks at a record level, all made in the USA, we're making it at a record level. And, and you're right, Jim Jordan was very helpful. You would have never been able to replace that plant, this big, incredible, sprawling place. And they, uh, they make these tanks, they're so sophisticated, you wouldn't believe it when you see. I look inside, I said, no thanks, I don't have to go inside. I don't need that. You know who tried that? Dukakis, that didn't work out to I'm slightly larger than him. I might have had the opposite problem, okay? But he didn't look cool. That was not a good picture with him with a helmet. Does anybody remember? Dukakis. He was up 10. After that picture, he was down 15. He went down 20. No, I don't have to go into the tank. But I did happen to look in, and I said, that's like a complex machine. That's incredible what you do. I said, we can't close this plant. You'll never be able to reproduce this. And uh, we didn't close it. So, you know, it's uh, one of a lot of great decisions I think we've made for our military and for the people, and also for the people of Ohio. And we took over 100% of the ISIS caliphate. You saw that? Syria and Iraq. And for years, they were after this bloodthirsty killer. They were after, they could never find him, but we found him. We killed the leader, founder of ISIS, al-Baghdadi, we killed him. And then we took out the mass murder of American troops and many other people. Soleimani is dead. I withdrew from the last administration's disastrous Iran nuclear deal, one of the dumbest deals. And I recognized the true capital of Israel and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. And instead of never-ending wars, you see, we just signed yesterday another one, Sudan. So we have Bahrain, Sudan, And the United Arab Emirates, really led by a great leader, Mohammed, a great leader. And uh, we're getting peace without blood all over the sand. It's going to happen. We have many other countries that want to come in. Many other countries want to come into that deal without peace. I did more in 47 months than Sleepy Joe Biden did in 47 years. That's (laughs) true. A vote for Republicans is a vote for safe communities, great jobs, a limitless future for all Americans. Really, it's a vote for the American dream. That's what it is. We're for the American dream. I'm for the American dream. The Republicans will be with us. And in conclusion, over the next four years... We will make America into the manufacturing superpower of the world. We've already started. We will end our reliance on China once and for all. That's already happened. We will hire more police, increase penalties for assaults on law enforcement, and we will ban deadly sanctuary cities. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, and the right to keep and bear arms. We will strike down terrorists who threaten our citizens. And we will keep America out of the ridiculous, endless foreign wars, if that's okay. Keep them out. We've created the greatest military in the world. You know, we are the equipment that we bought, 2.5 trillion, 2.5. That was much easier to get, frankly. And the Democrats didn't want to give anything. But that was much easier to get, believe it or not, than the wall. They didn't want the wall. They said the wall is old-fashioned. They wanted drones flying around so you could watch people pour into our border, okay? (laughs) And you know, I've been saying it a lot because it's true. There are two things that will never get obsolete, a wall and a wheel, right? I said the wall, and that wall is, it just has stopped them. But what we've done is we've created two and a half trillion, with a T, trillion dollars. We have the greatest jet fighting planes, tankers missiles, rockets, submarines. We have greatest weapon in the world, submarines, greatest, most powerful weapons in the world. Our nuclear arsenal is fixed and ready, and and only hope to God we never have to use it. But you know what? We're much less likely to have to use it, because right now, we have things, the hydrosonic missiles, super, I call them the super-duper missiles, they go seven times the speed of a normal, quick missile. I mean, these things are amazing. And you know, Russia took things that we had during the Obama administration from our great scientists and engineers, and they built, they have hydrosonic, but we have hydrosonic now, that are the fastest in the world. We needed all of this stuff. We have the greatest equipment. We are the envy of the world, whether it's Russia, China, North Korea, we have the greatest equipment. We have the greatest people. We have the greatest warriors. But our warriors needed the equipment. And when I came into office in my first short period of time, one of the world's most overrated generals told me, sir, we don't have ammunition. I said, that should never be said to another president again. And now we have so much ammunition, we don't know what to do with it. So we have totally rebuilt. Our military, the finest equipment anywhere in the world, nothing even close. No other country has anything even close. The fake news was saying, you shouldn't be saying that. You're giving confidential information. That's okay, I'll say it. There's nobody. Can you imagine that? They wanted to even call me on that. Maybe they should impeach me for making that statement. And we will ensure peace through strength. We will end surprise medical billing. Require the biggest thing there is, price transparency. Remember I said it, kicks in on January 1st, it's bigger than healthcare. Wait till you see what you can do when you have transparency, where you can negotiate with your doctors, your hospitals, etc. Lower drug prices, as I said, favored nations. And even more, we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. Always, always. We will stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. And we will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. And so importantly, we will live by the timeless words of our national motto, In God We Trust. Amen. For years you had a president who apologized for America. Now you have a president who is standing up for America and standing up for the great people of Ohio. Thank you. You know, Biden used to say that he's made a lot of mistakes because he was never sure where the hell he was, right? So let's say like that line, sort of like maybe a lesser version of it. And standing up for the great people of uh, Florida, said, t- no, there, no palm trees. Now he did that about seven times, right? You know, once you do that, walk off the stage, no matter how good a speech you give, it's no good. You just walk off the stage, standing up for the great people of Idaho. He had... Iowa and Idaho, and he couldn't figure it out. This is not what we need. For the last four years, you have seen me fight for you, and now I am relying on you to deliver another historic victory for our country. Go through Ohio. Vote early. Bring your friends, your families, your neighbors, your co-workers. Get your boss to go. I don't care. But you have to get out and vote. Everybody has to get out and vote. From Akron to Columbus, from Dayton to Cleveland, from Cincinnati to right here in Circleville, we stand on the shoulders of red-blooded American patriots who poured out their heart, their sweat, their soul, to secure our liberty and to defend our freedom. We inherit the legacy of American heroes who crossed the oceans, blazed the trails, settled the continent, tamed the wilderness, laid down the railroads, dug out the Panama Canal, raised up the great skyscrapers, won two world wars, defeated fascism and communism, and made America the single greatest nation in the history of the world, and the best is yet to come. Yeah. Best is yet to come. Yeah. Proud citizens like you help build this country, and together we are taking back our country. We are returning power to you, the American people. That's what this has all been about. With your help, your devotion, and your drive, We are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together with the incredible people of Ohio, we have made America powerful again, military. We have made America wealthy again, stock market. We have made America strong again. We have made America proud again. We have made America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Ohio.
2: Go out and vote.
0: Thank you very much, and hello Wisconsin, thank you very much, what a great place, what a great place, what a place, we had such luck here four years ago, and I have a feeling we will win by even more, I think, I really believe that, we're going to win by even more, we had a good time here, but I've been doing a good job for you, you're building all those ships and all that other stuff I gave you all of that military equipment. Ten days from now, we are going to win this state, and we are going to win four more great years in the White House. And by the way, just so you know, you think there's a lot of people here? 20,000. There's about 25,000 outside trying to get in. Would anybody like to give them their place? Would anybody like to be nice? No? No. At the debate this week, the American people saw the contrast between a 47-year-old career politician, if you call him that, who used public office to enrich himself, and a businessman who entered the public space. We entered a public space to do a great job for our country and our people, right? Did anybody see the debate by any chance? (laughs) <laughs> they had a Paul, I shouldn't say this, but I should, maybe I should. 91% to nine percent. And I'm saying, how did the nine percent get in there? <laughs> For the last half century, Joe Biden has been outsourcing your jobs, opening your borders and sacrificing American blood and treasure in endless, foreign, ridiculous wars. I fight for the middle class Biden is is you know what he does, right? I think he's fighting. He's actually fighting I think for Hunter for the family Biden and his cronies What they've done is a disgrace and frankly what the media has done is more of a disgrace Thank you, it, thank you, it. there's never been there's never been There has never been a more egregious assault on our people, on our country, than what the media is doing, because they refuse to write about his corruption. And they'll write anything. They'll write falsely about us, but they refuse to write about his corruption. And now you can add big tech, add big tech. Section 230, add big tech. In 2016, Wisconsin voted to fire this depraved political establishment, and you elected an outsider as your president who is finally putting America first we We're doing it. I had a much easier life than this, I'll be honest with you. I thought this might have been a little bit easier. I didn't know the swamp was that deep and that vicious. They spied in my campaign. They did all sorts of things nobody could believe. It's never happened ever in the history of our country. And no president... This should never happen to another president. This should never, ever be allowed to happen to another president. Let's see what happens. And now, on top of it, we have the Biden deal. Pretty crazy. But you know what? Nobody... No administration. Listen to those. Listen to that sound. It's coming so far away. This should never happen to another president again. Should never happen. They spied on our campaign long before I won. We won. And what's even worse after we went, that's when it really got going a bunch of really crooked, bad people. But you know what, that's draining the swamp, one by one, one by one, one by one. But you never told me it was gonna be like this. You work hard, you raise your families, you follow our laws, you support your church, you serve your community, and you give your love and loyalty to this country. Now, you finally have a president that is loyal to you in return, and I am. am. And by the way, uh, there's some interesting things happening. Look at them back there. Look at all those cameras. They're raring. They're raring to go. Look at all those lights. Uh, they're very nervous when I'm talking because, you know, that red light's on and then they say, get ready to turn it off just in case. Get ready to turn it off No, But they're uh, seeing things that are happening. Florida's looking great. You know? They're saying what's going on in Florida. They're saying what's going on in North Carolina. It's looking great. Looking fantastic, right? It's looking great. What's going on in. Your Pennsylvania's looking great. Pennsylvania. We're a little worried about Philadelphia because a lot of bad things happen in Philadelphia over the years, you know. we got to watch Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia. I went to school in Philadelphia, but we got to watch it. There's a lot of things going on in Philadelphia. They're watching. They're all watching. And uh, Iowa is looking fantastic, right? Farmers. Nebraska looking great. No, the whole farm... The farmers are looking good. We did a lot for the farmers. $28 billion to the farmers from China, directly from China. Thank you very much. Thank you, China. Now oh, it's looking good. Michigan today, right? You saw that? The poll, two points up in Michigan. Two points up. And a place called Wisconsin. You ever hear of Wisconsin? Up, way up. It's looking good. So let's see what happens. But they're getting a little nervous back there. The fake dudes. They don't like this. They said this wasn't supposed to happen. This is going even faster than it did four years ago. Remember that? Remember that great evening? Remember the great? Remember the great? We started with you very early. They announced you very early, right? They announced Wisconsin very early. But they had Florida. Florida has gone to Donald Trump, and they're going, oh, my, what happened? Remember, we're supposed to lose Florida by a lot. Florida has gone to Donald Trump easily, actually, right? Yeah. Remember Ohio? I just left Ohio. By the way, we got you your football. Congratulations today. Got yeah. At Ohio, they had congratulations, too. Ohio State did great, you did great. I wouldn't want to come to one of these two places if you lost the game just so you know i got i got the big 10 back i also got the pac-12 back and you know how that happened right sleepy joe biden when he heard they canceled the season the big 10 i was working on china and other things so if you don't mind i didn't know too much about it but they put out an ad or something that i was responsible for canceling big 10 football me i said what the hell do i have to do with it so I said, tell me about Big Ten. They said, sir, I have a very good guy. Tim, where's Tim? Is he around here someplace? Tim Pataki, where's Tim? Where's Tim? He did a hell of a job. Anyway, I give, I bring these young geniuses out. I said, Tim, we got to get it back. But anyway, so what happens, they said me. I said, what do I have to do with it? I said, what happened, Big Ten? It was canceled for the season. I said, why? These are young, strong guys like Baron Trump. He got it, yeah, he got it, but they believe it or not, they may not be as tall as Barron and he's 14, but these are young, strong people, and you know, Barron, they tested positive, positive. and I said, oh, that's terrible, Barron, how you doing? He said, I don't, I think I'm fine, I never, what's wrong? About 15 minutes later, I said, Doc, how's he doing? He's gone, he's perfect, he's perfect, it's all gone. And he was, like, it was so fast. Young, young, strong immune systems, right? Go back to school. Let's go back to school, go back to school. No, it's true. We tested positive, and then 15 minutes later, approximately, I said, how's he doing, doc? He's fine, he's perfect. But that's what happens. First lady had it, she's doing well. I had it, here I am, (laughs) here I am. Here I am in Wisconsin. Got to get back. You got to, we got to bring our country, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. What do they have in common, right? North Carolina, Democrat governors who want to keep, watch, watch. On November 4th, on November 4th, they'll all announce you're open for business. We're open. And you notice they always go cases, cases. You know why cases? Because we do more testing. Then anybody, so Baron is a, it's a case. He's a young guy, Baron is a case. 99.9, you know that, right? 99.9, Baron's a case, and it's crazy. And you turn on and you say, cases have jumped, cases, because we do, now, if we did half the testing, we'd have half the cases. If we cut that in half, we'd have another half cut. We have the greatest testing in the world. The bad news is the fake news uses it as a, means. They talk about that mortality down, mortality rate down 85 percent, because what we've done is incredible. What our doctors have done is incredible. Is incredible. And so I got it. They said, sir, uh, excuse me, sir, you've just tested positive. I said, tested positive for what? The hell do I have? They said, you've tested positive, sir. COVID. I said, you mean the China plague? Because that's where it comes from. And I didn't feel so great. I didn't feel so great. And I told the story two times in the last three days. I've done a number of these, you know. You know why? Because we can't take any chances. We have to win. Some people said, how the hell do you do this? But there's a lot of love here. You know, it's easier when there's love, you can do it. If there wasn't, no, there's a lot of love. That's true. Well, there's love, right? Rick, is that Rick? I think, right? Yeah, my Rick. We love Trump. He's hardly seen you. Thank you. No, I don't mind doing it. People have said, how do you, how do, you do this? How do you do this? Because, you know, I'll do... I'm going to go, actually, in the last two or three days, I'm going to five of these, and then after it's over, I'm going to go back home, and if you don't mind, I'm going to sleep for a little while. Is that okay? Right? If you don't mind. But no, the one thing I learned, said it, when you're the President of the United States, there's no shortage of doctors. And so I'm not feeling good, and I'm in this bed, and I'm, uh, I felt, I've, haven't felt bad in a long time, but I didn't feel good, and I just tested positive. So. I'm surrounded by 12 doctors, 12, exactly 12. The best in the world, Johns Hopkins University, right? Johns Hopkins, great, great, brilliant place. Uh, Walter Reed Medical Center, the greatest place, I'm telling you. These doctors, they're great. But they, I had so many doctors, and each one of them studied different parts of the body. And I had a moment where almost every one of them was touching me simultaneously, and I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And anyway, I said, Doc, I want to get out of here. I got a campaign. I'm in the midst of a campaign against Sleepy Joe. I can't. Can you imagine? Can you imagine losing to this guy? I I said, I got to get going here. They said, sir, this is serious. I'm sorry. You'll have to just take it easy for a little. I can't. Anyway, they gave me a thing called Regeneron, right? And we're making it available to anybody that needs it as soon as we can. We're doing an emergency use. And so what happened? They gave me Regeneron, and I wake up the next morning, and I felt like Superman. I ripped my shirt off. I want to go back. I want to go. We got to go and beat China, and we got to beat everybody. We got to beat everybody. No, it's true. I felt like Superman. I mean, it's amazing. They do a great job. They're just great people. But we got to get our country back to work. We got to get your, your place open. It's got to open. Your state has to open. Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Michigan. The only one that has freedom in Michigan is the governor's husband, right? He's allowed to go voting. He's allowed to do whatever he wants, everybody else. But, you know, we won that big case. The Supreme Court of Michigan found it unconstitutional what she was doing. She was locking everybody up. And it's opening. And I think that's one of the reasons that I'm doing so well in Michigan, because we're fighting her and we're fighting it. And the bottom line, we have to be vigilant. We have to be careful. We have to be everything. But we also have to get our lives back. We have to take our country back. It's going away. It's rounding the turn. You know, the vaccines are coming, right? And they're going to be really great and the therapeutics are amazing, and maybe cures, I don't know, they call them therapeutics, but maybe cure, this stuff I took, either I got better myself, or it was one hell of a medicine, I'll tell you. And I don't care which it was, but here I am, and we got back very quickly, took a little time off. We took a little time off, and I actually probably feel better now than I did uh, before the thing happened, so. uh, But I appreciate you this is an incredible crowd of people, at this time of the night. Incredible! It's an incredible group, and and the people outside are—it's even more people outside—and it's just a a fantastic feeling. You know, President Obama came onto the scene today. Barack Hussein Obama—he arrived to help Joe because Joe's doing about. So I'm doing numerous of these a day. I was about to tell you in the last two or three days, I said, "Let's do five. We can't take a chance." Five. You know what five is? Five rallies. These aren't like five, like, say hello to five people. <laughs> These are 25, 30, 35,000. We had a 41,000. And the only thing that stops us, look at the size. The only thing that stops us is the configuration. Or we could have tripled this number. In Ohio, we could have had four times. And this It was just like this, but we could have had four times the number. The people on the streets, that couldn't get, it's amazing. Something's going on, and they see it. Something's going on. They see it. They just asked me at the plane. I did a little quick press conference. You know, I get ready. You got to get ready because if they, they're always, they're always going for the kill. Every question is the kill, the kill. Let's see if we can get them with this one. You know, they've been trying. They've been trying for a lot of years, haven't they? They've been trying for a lot of years. But at the plane, and they said, you know, these crowds are incredible. It's really amazing. And they said, uh, one of them said, something's going on and something is going on. There's a spirit for a country. I don't even think you saw this. I mean, I know for a fact you didn't see this four years ago because as good as four years ago, that was incredible, the best ever. The best ever. This is much better. This is stronger. This is stronger. This is stronger than it ever was. There has never been anything like it. There's never been anything like it. I was going to say. So... Barack Hussein Obama showed up to help to help Sleepy Joe because Sleepy Joe's only capable of doing one or two of these every three or four days. Right. And he never leaves Delaware. I like Delaware very much, but he never leaves. It's uh, Joe. Biden. I said, where is he going to be? Where is he going to be in Delaware? About two minutes from his house, two minutes from the basement. So anyway, so I get a call and they say, sir, I have a little bad news. What? Barack Hussein Obama has come in and he's going to start campaigning for, for Sleepy Joe. I said, I said, let me ask you this. Look, he's coming in. He's coming in. But first of all, he didn't endorse him. You know, he's vice president. Wouldn't endorse him. And then after he won, he wouldn't endorse him. You know, it took him like a long time, right? You know why? Because Obama was in shock that this guy won. <laughs> He was in shock. It took him about two months to figure out what the hell happened. He said, I can't believe it. First, he said, Joe, you don't have to do this. Remember the famous Joe? Joe, don't do it. You don't have to do this. You don't have to run. Please, Joe, don't do it. And don't forget, this is his second or third attempt. And when he was at primetime, which was never very good, because any senator will tell you that his prime was not good. But in primetime, he got one percent. We used to call him one percent Joe. And now that it's 50%, he's at 50%, and at 50% he wins. You explain, is politics crazy or what? And you know, on the debate, that last question about oil, right? And I was very proud of myself because I went a whole thing, and I was very nice. I got credit for being nice. I got a lot of credit, right? Right, Rick? Got a lot of credit. Because you know, the first time I was more aggressive, which I happen to like better because you got to get it over with. You don't get it done. But you know who liked my performance the first time better? The Hispanics. And I'm doing great with Hispanics. 78%. They love the first. They want that straw. They're tough. Smart. But you know, so we go through the whole thing, and he made a little couple of mistakes, but it wasn't bad. And then the last question happened. I said, are you looking to get off oil? He said, yes, uh, we have to do that. I said, oh, you do? This is, this is a big moment. And I said, I hope you're watching Texas and Pennsylvania. And, and by the way, you don't have to worry about it quite as much. But you know what you do? You want to keep your gasoline down. You want to keep your heating bills down, right? But Ohio was watching, too, because they do a lot of fracking and then I played a clip that some of you saw. I don't know if we'll have it up today, but... I think it might be too cold to put it up if you want it on show. But basically, he said all the way along, right? He talked about fracking. All the way along, we will not frack under any circumstance. Right? I mean, you couldn't be... I said, he's really against... Basically, he's against oil. You know, in Texas, he's against oil, guns, and God. And then the fake news said... They're doing very well in Texas. It's even. I don't think it's even. You know, I speak to the governor. This governor said, it's not even. It's not even close. But how, do you, how can you be against oil, right? Gun, Second Amendment, and God. That's not a good... That doesn't work here either, by the way, does it? Uh, so anyway, so uh, he said he's against racket. And then he gets the nomination because Elizabeth Pocahontas swore. A super-liberal decided that she hated Bernie and she wanted to destroy Bernie. Poor Bernie. This guy. He should get the award for sportsmanship. No, it happened twice, right? And he always takes it so well, you know? He doesn't mind losing. He doesn't mind losing. He's a good sport. But it happened to him. Because had she gotten out before Super Tuesday, she took votes away from him, he would have won every single state and instead of Sleepy Joe, we would have got against Crazy Bernie, Crazy Bernie. But Bernie did us a lot of favors on Social Security. You saw that, where he he revealed that Joe wanted to break up Social Security. You can't do that and be a politician. A lot of politicians are now lying by the wayside, having wanted to break, you know, really wanted to break up Social Security. That's it, and Medicare. And so we had that clip, and I played that, and we'll play it the next time I'm in Wisconsin. But this is going to be, in my opinion, the most important election in the history of our country. I really believe that. Because our country will never be a socialist nation. It will never be a socialist country. And that's where they want to take you. With your vote, we will continue to bring back your jobs. Lower drug prices. Year, 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 I don't think it's cold here. You know, they said, sir, it's 32 degrees. It doesn't feel we got a lot of warmth in here. Right? Wow. But we're going to support our police, protect our second amendment. We will protect our Second Amendment, defend our borders. They want to have open borders. If you don't have borders, you don't have a country. I'm sorry. And ensure more products are proudly stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA. We will deliver record prosperity. By the way, you got to get out and vote. I mean, I'm out here. What the hell time is it? And it's freezing. If I don't win this state, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be very angry at you. (laughs) Epic job growth, groundbreaking therapies, a safe vaccine that quickly ends the pandemic. By the way, with or without it, and we have it. Great companies. But we're rounding the turn. Drives them crazy when I say it. We're rounding the turn. Cases, cases, always cases. They don't use the other words. I don't want to use the other words. I don't even want to talk about the other words. Because I thought Sleepy Joe was very dark when he's talked about a dark winter. A dark winter. Now, how dark was that? How terrible was that? They say, you sound too optimistic. They're always saying, I sound, that's right. That's right, because I love this country. We're optimists. And you know what? You know what? And I said it the other night at the debate. I don't want to put myself in a basement in the White House or, frankly, in a beautiful bedroom in the White House upstairs and locked myself in for a year and a half. Because we have work to do. We can't do that. We don't have that luxury. We can't put ourselves in a basement and say, no, we have to get out. We're running a great country. Our country next year will be greater than ever before. Look at what's happening. Our economy will be greater than ever before. You had the best best year you've ever had last year. You had the best year economically that you've ever had. You're saying. But almost, I can say it almost anywhere I go, you don't have to like joke and remember anything. This is one you don't have to just say, yeah, because every state in the country just about, I think every state had the best year they've ever had last year. You are going to have a better year this year coming up because you see some, the Atlanta Fed projected, now they may be wrong, but you know, I think the highest ever was like seven or 8%, 35% GDP increase, 35%, nobody's ever heard of that. I told somebody, I'll take 25 right now. But guarantee it, right? 25 right now, 35%. Now, if they're right, good. If they're, if it's at 20, if it's at 15. I mean, if it's anything like that. But they projected just on Friday, 35% GDP. The interesting thing is, guess when that comes out? On November 1st. It comes out on November 1st. So, so I'm willing to say, hold your vote just if it's anywhere near there. Okay? problem is, If it comes out at 25, they'll say, President Trump has failed to deliver. I gave working families record-setting tax cuts, biggest tax cut in the history of our country. And Sleepy Joe wants to raise the hell out of your taxes. This is the... so, So look, you know, I haven't been doing this very long, but I have been in politics. I've always been helping, you know, I've always been on the other side, right? But I've watched for a long time, and I've always watched politicians, we will cut your taxes. I mean, I've never said, here's a politician, we will raise your taxes. What the hell? I've never heard it before. He's the only politician I've ever seen that's going to give you the largest tax increase in the history of our country. It's a quadrupling of taxes. And he's going to put all the regulations back, all the things that have created these jobs. Because, frankly, I think the regulations might have been more important even than the tax cuts. But all of those things that take 20 years to get a highway approved, we have it down to two. It's going to be down to one. And you may get rejected for environmental or safety reasons. But all of that stuff is going to go back, all of it. But it's the only politician I've ever seen saying, he's going to raise your taxes. Who the hell wants that? They're going to get... They're going to get your Second Amendment. They're going to obliterate your Second Amendment. Think of what they want to do. But as long as I'm here, your Second Amendment is safe. As long as I'm here. As long as I'm here, your tax cuts are safe. They want to take away your child tax credit. That's $1,000 a child that we got you. We got you. They want to take that away. As long as I'm here, all of that, because it has to go through the president, okay? So you don't have to worry about it. The election is a choice between a Trump super recovery, that's what we're having, or a Biden depression. If he gets in with this craziness that he's talking about, with these massive tax and you know where the money's going? To the Green New Deal. They want to rip down thousands of buildings and rebuild them with very small windows. Very small. I want my beautiful window. I want my view. I don't want to have small windows. It is the craziest thing. Conceived and dedicated by AOC plus three, who I don't think she ever even studied the environment in school. She didn't study environment. Did AOC ever take a course in environment, Rick? I don't think so. The great Rick Grinnell. Does everybody know Rick? Whoa, Rick, that's big stuff. He's phenomenal. Oh, man, oh, man. He'd walk into that Justice Department. He was loaded up. He gave them so much stuff. He's the greatest. Thanks. I didn't know you were going to be here, Rick. What a job you've done. Thank you, Rick Grinnell. Thank you, everybody. It's a choice between a Trump boom and a Biden lockdown. He wants to lock it down. He was saying the other night. Lock it. We're not locking anything down. We understand this disease. We're gonna take care of our seniors and people that are really susceptible, especially seniors with diabetes, seniors with problems with the heart. You know, some countries, they report differently. If somebody's sick with a heart problem and they die of COVID, they say they die of a heart problem. If somebody's terminally ill with cancer and they have COVID, we report them. And you know, doctors get more money and hospitals get more money. Think of this incentive. So some countries do it differently. If somebody is very sick with a bad heart, they die of COVID, they don't get reported as COVID. So then you wonder, gee, I wonder why their cases are so low. This country and their reporting systems are really not doing it right. If somebody has a really bad heart and they're close to death, even if they're not, but they have a very bad heart and they get COVID, they put it down to COVID. Other countries put it down to a heart. So we have to be, a, we're going to start looking at things because, you know, they have things, back, they have things a little bit backwards. They have things a little bit backwards. Joe Biden has made a corrupt bargain in exchange for his party's nomination. He has handed control of his party over to the socialists, communists, Marxists, and left-wing extremists, and they are. And they're filled with hatred, venom, and rage. They really are. I mean, you look at, You look at Portland, look at these uh, anarchists, right? You look at these anarchists, and we want to go into Portland so bad. You know, we do it, we do it, we've done it so, we go, Minnesota, we, we go in, and what we've done in Minnesota, what we've done all over, all over, wherever they, but we have to be invited, we have to be invited in, but Minneapolis, a week and a half, they're burning the hell out of the place, and then we, Kenosha, do I love Kenosha? Kenosha I got the endorsement of the sheriff I don't know if the sheriff's here Where's the sheriff, is he here, where is the sheriff I love that sheriff We got the endorsement of everybody In Kenosha, you wouldn't have a Kenosha If there wasn't a Trump That one we didn't wait That one we didn't wait You know we have to be invited in And actually I must tell you the governor was very nice He did call and he said okay you can come in I said I wish you called a week ago But we went in and we solved the problem, and I came back here, as you know, a little while later, and we met all of the law enforcement that did such a good job. But Kenosha, you wouldn't have a Kenosha right now. I mean, they burned down a few stores. We're working to get them built up, right? We're working to get them built up. But uh, we did a great job. But we went into Minneapolis also. That was a week and a half. And it was terrible, the damage that was done. But it was sort of a beautiful thing, world's most expensive uniforms. They come in, they have helmets that cost a fortune. There is more computers in those helmets. So they come in, and you have one, two, not socially distanced by the way, they were right, there. and then stand next, and then you had black, black uniforms, and then you had another line, another line, another line. And these were really bad people. And you had CNN, whoops, the light just went off. That <laughs> light like, goes off. A- as soon as they hear the word CNN, boom, the light goes off. <laughs> now you have the CNN, the, uh, you know shaves his head. Maybe I'll do my CNN hair Trump! that way. <laughs> now you have CNN and the guy. What's I don't know who he is. It, it, Ali Velci, right? Velci. I hate to give him the publicity, but who the hell cares, right? <laughs> And he's going, he's in, right, he's in Minneapolis. And I'm reporting from Minneapolis, where it's a very peaceful demonstration. And you look behind him, right? The entire city is burning out. It looked like Berlin in its worst day. The entire city, and he's talking about this is a peaceful, and then he got hit on the knee by a canister of tear gas, right? And he went down, he's down. And honestly, I felt very badly that he was down, Okay. I felt very badly that he was down, but he got hit by, I think, either pepper spray or a catastrophe, tear. guess. He went down. I've never seen anyone go down so fast. <laughs> anyway, then these guys, they lined up, they came in, they lined up, lined up, four lines, very tight, bomb, beautiful looking people, and then they just walked. That was the end of it, it ended, right? That was the end of it. The only thing easier would be Portland. Those are anarchists. You know, those are real anarchists. And they would be so easy. They've been burning down that city for 15 years. Portland. It would be so easy. If Biden wins, the flag-burning riders on the streets will be running your federal government. You know, I signed a law. You knock down a statue. You knock down a monument. You go to jail for 10 years. Took an old law. It's amazing what that did you know did you notice it all stopped you know they were coming in all over the country they're knocking down statues they're knocking down statues then it goes uh, abe lincoln i said what did lincoln do wrong (laughs) right lincoln george washington they want to take down the washington monument i said no thank you i think we'll keep it (laughs) now these people they got a lot of problems this election day the people of wisconsin must stop these anti-American radicals by giving Joe Biden a thundering defeat at the ballot box. Now, it's not Biden. Just so you look, it's not Biden. You know that. It's the people that totally control him. He's not going to be there long. They love their vice president. She's the only one that's considered much further left than Crazy Bernie, okay? He's got somebody, you know, she was so nasty and so horrible to him. And I said, he'll never pick her because what she said about him was so terrible. Everything she said was terrible. And then he picked her, and I just don't know what's going on with that party. That party's a mess. But their numbers are dropping like a rock. And mine are going up, but... I don't know which is... More important, mine going up or theirs dropping. I don't know, but they're dropping. But they were saying, I was saying before, they were saying, "Uh, do you have any comments as to what's going on with the numbers? I said, I told you this was going to happen. You don't remember four years ago. This is just going to be a bigger version. We're going to win by a lot more. We win by a lot more. Biden is constantly lies. And he said he won't defund the police. He's going to leave the police alone. He also won't tell you the truth about his decades-long quest to cut Social Security and Medicare. But we have tapes, one on the police and one on Social Security and Medicare. Please play the video. See what I do for you? I get video.
2: believe there is systemic racism in law enforcement. Absolutely. Joe Biden's staffers, they gave money to a fund to help bail out accused criminals. Kamala Harrison's working to help the instigators, the criminals, get out of jail. Everyone beware that they're not going to stop... The only person who defended the police is Trump. I have had overwhelming support from police my whole career up until this year. We can reduce the responsibilities assigned to the police and redirect some of the funding for police. We
0: agree that we can redirect some of the funding.
1: Yes, absolutely. Let me ask you a question, Joe. Yeah. You're right here with me. Yeah. Have you been on the floor of the Senate? You were in the Senate for a few years. Yeah. Time and time again talking about the necessity with pride about cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare, cutting veterans programs. No. You never said that. No. When I argued that we should freeze federal
2: spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government.
1: Look, here's the deal. You're an honest guy. Why don't you just tell the truth here? We all make I, mistakes. I, I am telling the truth.
2: And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice. I tried it a third time, and I tried it a
1: fourth time. Joe, let me repeat it again. I want you just to be straight with the American people. I am saying that you have been on the floor of the Senate time and time again talking about the need to cut Social Security, Medicare, and veterans programs. Is that true, or is that No, not it's true? not true. What that is, is not true? true? That is not true.
2: I'm at veterans, but I'm at every single solitary thing in the government. Everything was on the table. I did not support any of those
1: cuts in Social Security or in veterans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything was on the table. All right. You're right. You just said it, including, in your judgment, cuts to Social Security and veterans. In order to get the kinds of changes we need
2: on other things related. But but we did not cut it. I I know, because
1: people like me helped stop that. All that I would say to the American people, go to YouTube. It's all over the place. Joe said it many, many times. I'm surprised. You know, you can defend it or change your mind on it, but you can't deny the reality.
0: And he will cut your Social Security. Think of it. No politician can cut Social Security. And he tried. And thank you very much, Bernie Sanders. I thought you were excellent. We should be running against Bernie. Who would we do better with, Bernie or Joe? Who would you rather have? I think maybe... Bernie's Bernie's a little bit sharper. As long as I'm president, I will always protect Medicare and Social Security, and I will always stand with the heroes of law enforcement. And no one is hurt more by Democrats than the Warren police, than the African-Americans. They're hurt more than anybody. They're hurt more than anybody. And that's one of the great things about the debate the other night. It really showed what was happening with minority communities, with Hispanic. It was incredible. Some of the answers he gave were so bad. In just four Democrat-run cities, over 1,000 African-Americans were murdered last year. Think of it. Joe Biden and the radical left totally ignore these victims. I never will. I never will. Biden wants to abolish cash bail, releasing more than 400,000 criminals onto the streets, many into your community. He wants to eliminate mandatory minimum sentencing, even for the most heinous crimes, for murderers, for rapists. Biden would disarm law-abiding Americans and turn the entire country into one giant sanctuary for criminal aliens. I mean, a, a one giant sanctuary. It's so bad, it's so dangerous. Our police are so against it. Before I came into office, corrupt Washington politicians callously turned a blind eye to criminal gangs that broke into our country, terrorized our communities, and preyed upon innocent Americans, including MS-13 gangs, probably the worst of them all. And by the way, if we didn't have our border patrol and if we didn't have ICE, they would be running rampant all over our cities, all over our states. We have removed thousands and thousands of MS-13 and brought them the hell out of our country, back to work. thousands. And working for ICE, these, you know, ICE is, they're heroes. They really are, and they're tough as hell, but they love our country. And, I mean, I see some of my friends up here, they're tough too. You don't want the job. They will go into what they call a nest and all of a sudden you see fists flying, you see everything going, and then the guys walk out and they bring them out. Sometimes they can't bring them out, they're so dangerous, we don't want to take a chance, they come back. So we end up putting them in jail for a long time, and it's not a good situation because we have to pay a fortune for it, but we can't bring them back because we don't trust the places we're bringing them. Today we're tremendously honored to be joined by more than 300 brave men and women of law enforcement. I especially want to recognize Danilo Cardenas, who is a very, very special person. He's a national Latino police officer's Milwaukee chapter, a fantastic man. Pat Yose of the Fraternal Order of Police and Sage Hill of the National Troopers Coalition. I have the endorsement. These groups and almost every group all over the country New York City's finest endorsed me. First time they've ever endorsed a presidential candidate. New York City's finest. And all they want to do is do their job. They want to do their job, but they don't want to do their job and lose their pensions, lose their families, lose their life. Chicago police endorsed me. Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, every place. I asked Joe in one of the debates, the first one, I said, Joe, just name one law enforcement group that's endorsing you he couldn't do it then i said joe say the words law and order just say the words he couldn't do it right couldn't do no i don't want to do that no really you don't want to do that No. and we're saving the suburbs you know they say president trump may not be doing well with suburban women i said i think i'm doing very well I was given a phony interview, so I released the whole tape. I was given because we had our cameras shooting, too. That was pretty cool, actually, because you can see how horrible these people are. But I was given an interview, and the person doing it, who cares? But the person doing it said you were pleading with suburban women. I said, I wasn't pleading. No, you were saying, please, please like me. No, I said this. I said, suburban women, you should love me for what I'm doing because I'm saving the suburbs. I'm saving the suburbs, unless you want a project near you. You ever see these things where they have the beautiful little houses and every... And by the way, 30% of the people living in the suburbs are minority groups. African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American. So it's their American dream. It's their American dream. It's your. Did you see the clip, though, where they have a little house, another little... And then they have, like, a six-story building that goes... And low income, and a lot of crime, and it's been a horror. And I was told, I can change the rule. And my people told me, Ben Carson's fantastic. He said, right? He said, sir, why don't we just amend the rule? I said, nope, we have to terminate it, get rid of it. It's really bad. It's a regulation, a very bad regulation. He said, well, we could just do it. I said, here's the problem. If we do that, it'll never be good enough, terminated. I got rid of it. So suburban women, you better love Donald Trump. better love Donald Trump. Got rid of him. And I think they do. Well, this happened in the last election, remember? Women will never vote for Donald Trump. This is, you know, they're great geniuses. This is four years ago. Women will not vote for Donald Trump. I said, why, am I so bad? Am I so bad? Right? So bad. Women will never vote. And then the election's over, and they're all in a state of shock. Some are crying. Some are, like, totally gonzo. And what was one of the big factors? Women voted by leaps and bounds for power. And this time, it's going to happen even more so because what we're doing in terms of Crime, in terms of law and order, in terms of the regulation in the suburbs, but in terms of so much, we're going to do even more so. That's why the crowds are much bigger than they were ever. And we had big crowds. We had crowds like nobody's ever seen. These crowds are ridiculous, okay? <laughs> if you want to raise your children in safety, you must defeat Sleepy Joe Biden on November 3rd. <laughs> He's a beauty. He's a beauty. i tell you, how the hell that ever happened, I don't know. I have the privilege of running against perhaps the single worst candidate in the history of presidential politics, which puts a lot of pressure on me. It puts a tremendous amount of pressure. I'd rather run against a good, possibly even a great candidate, because if something happens, you don't feel so bad. Can you imagine losing to this guy? Can you imagine? You better not do that to me, Wisconsin. You know. You know. If we win Wisconsin, we win. It's a, a big deal. We win Wisconsin. We win Wisconsin. It's over. So in addition to the great Rick Grinnell, we're joined by warriors, Brian Stile. Brian, Brian, doing a great job. Thank you, Brian. And Glenn Grothman, Glenn, thank you, congressman. And a great congressional candidate, F. Scott Fitzgerald, I'd like to say, can I add F? Scott Fitzgerald, I know F. Scott. F. Scott Fitzgerald, great Scott, I heard you're doing well. I heard you're doing really well. Wisconsin GOP Chairman Andrew Hitt, who's been fantastic. How are we doing? We're doing good, Andrew? we better do good. You'll be fired so fast, Ed. He said we're doing great. We are doing good. We're doing good. We should be doing good. For decades, our politicians spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars, and defending foreign borders. But we are now finally protecting our nation, rebuilding our cities. And we are bringing our jobs, our factories, and our troops back home where they belong, back to the USA. Back home. We're bringing our troops back home. It's enough. 19 years in Afghanistan. And they're acting as police. know uh, they have to have their own police. 19 years in Afghanistan, and they're the greatest fighters in the world, and now they have the greatest equipment in the world. You know, when I took over, it was depleted. 2.5 trillion made in the USA, a lot of it in Wisconsin, by the way. This week I signed an order to protect the pensions of workers at the Delphi Corporation. Does anybody know about that? These workers were taken advantage of very badly when GM went bankrupt. Biden and Obama threw these workers to the wolves. Their pensions were totally wiped out. They were treated very unfairly. My order is the first step to restoring the pensions and health care benefits promised to workers in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio. Because I will never let anyone rip off our great American workers. We're gonna take care of our workers, and we should take care of our workers. So Delphi, is there anybody from Delphi here? I know I have your vote, but I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it because what they did to you, look at that, its quite a few people. Uh, What they did to you was very unfair. They lied to you. They lied to you. I ended the NAFTA nightmare and proudly signed the brand new USMCA into law and it's just kicked in and it's good. One of the most important things that makes it prohibitive for companies to leave Wisconsin or any other place and go to Mexico or Canada. It's very costly for them to do that, thank you. Wisconsin dairy farms were decimated under Obama Biden. Under the USMCA, our dairy exports to Canada are expected to surge by 50 to 100% and very quickly. And I can't say that Canada's thrilled about the deal, but that's the way it is. And I said, you either do this or we're going to maybe do something to you with the tariffs or the cars coming in. <laughs> no, they were very nice. They were very nice. Biden is controlled by Wall Street because they know he'll return the pro-China, pro-outsourcing policies that have always been so destructive to our country. There is no country, there is no anything that has ripped off The United States, like for 25 years, China has done billions and billions and billions of dollars a year. And I give China a lot of credit. I wish our people did it the other way, right? But they didn't do it. And I'm not just talking about Obama. I'm talking about long before Obama, others also. Obama was bad. They were all bad. But we changed it, and it's changing fast. And we did a great trade deal. They had the largest order two weeks ago, three weeks ago. They had the largest order of corn soybeans, cattle, beef. They had the largest in the history, but the China deal. But the ink wasn't dry on our trade deal with China, and the plague came in from China. So I view it much differently than I would have viewed it. I would have been very happy about the largest order of corn. They want to keep me happy. I guess they think I'm going to win. They will hope like hell I'm not. Can you imagine? Would they be happy if I didn't win? Yeah, I think so. A lot of countries would be happy. You know, they did a study that in Germany, they like President Obama much more than President Trump. Well, that means I'm doing a good job. It's true. That means I'm doing a good job. I, I think you should say that with most. And, you know, I tell other countries, because with me, it's America first. And I tell other countries, and because they'll come, they say, Sir, that's very tough. Well, they've never heard that before, right? They've never heard America first. I said, no, no, it's America first. And your country should be first, too. You should say whatever your country is first. But... We can't do this anymore. We're not going to do it anymore. We'll help and we'll do things. But it's America first. If Biden wins, China wins. And China, if Biden wins, China will own the USA. You know, China was supposed to in 2019. I tell this all the time because I've seen it for years. Ten years ago, you go back and look. In 2019, China was going to take over the U.S. The economy was going to be much larger than ours. And I got involved three and a half years ago, almost four years ago, and it was just the reverse. We were going up leaps and bounds. We were doing better, we tariffed them, we did all sorts of things. But they were supposed to catch us, right? 2019, for years they were saying, 2019, 2019. Didn't work out that way, but then we had, the plague came over, and we will never forget it. We will never, ever forget it. If we win, Wisconsin wins. If we win, America wins. It's very simple. Under my leadership, we achieved the most secure border in U.S. history, and we are now finishing the wall. It's almost complete. We're doing 10 miles a week. And Mexico is paying for the wall. You know, they like to say. They like to say, you know, you don't hear about the wall anymore. You know, now that it's built, we have record numbers, all that stuff. And this is the wall that the Border Patrol wanted. We sat down. We gave them everything. Cost a little more money. They wanted steel, not concrete. I figured we could put up concrete plank. They didn't like that. We did everything they wanted. We have an incredible wall, all technologically wired and hooked up. Everything is great. But it was very important. But you don't hear about the wall anymore from the fake news media. They don't talk because we got it. So now the other day, not the other day, a couple of months ago, but now they know that one's dead too. I said, we're building the wall, it's better, it's great, it's the best wall, all that stuff, right? And they said, but Mexico is not paying for it. I said, they never fail. So Mexico is paying for it, and that's the way it is. They're paying a border tax, that's okay. They're paying a border tax, they're paying for the wall. And Mexico, by the way, has been great. You know, Mexico has 27,000 soldiers on our border guarding us from people coming into our country. How about that? (laughs) President of Mexico is doing a good job. It's not easy. They're heavily uh, infected. The COVID has been very tough for them, very, very tough. And frankly, it's a great time to have the wall. But Mexico has been very, uh, really hit hard, hit very hard in a lot of ways, but he's a great gentleman. And a great, I think he's going to be a great president, too. Joe Biden has vowed that he wants open borders, mass amnesty, and free health care for illegal aliens. If Joe and Kamala are elected, it will trigger a tsunami of illegal immigration, the likes of which you've never seen, from every corner of the world, overwhelming every community in America, including your very beautiful community. You know, we all have a heart. We want to take care of people. But when you say we're going to give you free education, free health care, free everything, millions of people are going to come here. People that weren't even thinking about it, they're going to come. We can't do it. That will destroy your Social Security. That will destroy your Medicare. The radical left isn't trying to lead America. They're trying to burn it down. You just take a look at what's going on. Only your vote can save America. This is the most important election. I never thought I'd ever say it. I never thought I'd say it after what we went through four years ago. I said, that's going to be the most important. This is more important. It's like a tree. You move the tree. It takes a while to really catch on. You know, we did a lot of things and we have more to do. There's more taxes. We're cutting more taxes. That's why so much is coming into the country billions and billions of dollars is pouring into our country not into other countries all of the things we've done has been so great but it takes a while to catch on just like a tree it takes a little while but in addition we're doing additional tax cuts many many more regulation cuts we have a long way to go you know we have statutory procedures where you have to wait six months before you do phase two you have to wait another two months after you do that but we have a lot of additional regulation cuts uh, to come, and so important, I actually do believe, I really do believe, more important than the tax cuts. We invested $2.5 trillion in the U.S. military, including nearly $6 billion to save the historic shipyard. Marinette Marine, you know Marinette? And I was there a few months ago, and I'll tell you, Marinette, they build beautiful, these are beautiful These are uh, speedy, I call them speedy destroyers. That's what they are, they are gorgeous. They look like yachts, but better. They look like yachts with a lot of weapons on them, if you want to know. They got a hell of a lot of weapons on them. Wisconsin will now build the next generation of American warships, creating 1,000 jobs, going up to 2,000, 3,000, and even 4,000 at the shipyard and thousands of more jobs throughout your state. We killed the leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi. Everybody was after al-Baghdadi. And we then took out the mass murder of American troops and many, many people, many troops from many countries. Soleimani is dead, he's gone. I withdrew from the last administration's disastrous Iran nuclear deal. $150 billion for nothing. $1.8 billion in cash. That's more impressive. $1.8 billion in cash. We got nothing. I withdrew. And the first call I get, if we win, is going to be from the head of Iran. Their economy is crashing. The sanctions that we put on have been very biting, to put it mildly. They will call and they will make a deal and we'll help them because I want to help them. I want them to be so successful, but they cannot have a nuclear weapon. It's very simple. I recognize the true capital of Israel and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. And instead of never-ending wars in the Middle East, we're forging peace in the Middle East. We just signed... We just signed another country yesterday. You saw that Sudan. So now we have United Arab Emirates headed by a great warrior, a great leader, Mohammed, a great leader and uh, Bahrain. You saw that. And now we have Sudan and we have uh, many more that are waiting to come in. It's amazing. This was all said by the great geniuses that we dealt with. It can't be done that way. I said, no, it can't be done the way they've been trying to do it for 40 years. And we have many, many more that are ready to sign up. I did more in 47 months than Joe Biden did in 47 years. A vote for Republicans is a vote for safe communities, great jobs, a limitless future for all Americans. Frankly, it's a vote for the American dream. That's what it is. Party of Abraham Lincoln, don't ever, you know, I say it all the time. Everyone thinks that Abraham Lincoln was a Democrat. Abraham Lincoln was a great Republican. And in conclusion, over the next four years, we will make America into the manufacturing superpower of the world. And we will end our reliance on China already started once and for all. We'll be doing it ourselves. We'll be making it right here in Wisconsin and other places. We will hire more police, increase penalties for assaults on law enforcement, and we will ban deadly sanctuary cities. We will uphold religious liberty, free speech, the right to life, and the right to keep and bear arms. Second Amendment. We will strike down terrorists who threaten our citizens. We have people, they want to threaten our citizens. You see what happened in France two days ago. Horrible thing. President Macron is uh, devastated by this. We're not going to have it. And we will keep America out of endless foreign wars. They never end. We will maintain America's unrivaled military might, and we will ensure peace THROUGH STRENGTH, THAT'S WHAT WE HAVE. For. AND THAT 2.5 TRILLION, THE GREATEST EQUIPMENT ANYWHERE IN THE WORLD, NOBODY, WE'RE THE ENVY OF THE WORLD. WE HAVE THE HYDRSONIC SUPER MISSILES WHERE THEY GO SEVEN TIMES FASTER THAN THE FASTEST missile WE HAVE RIGHT NOW. THEY'RE SO FAST. Uh, BY THE WAY, YOU NEVER WANT TO USE THEM. WE HAVE MISSILES, ROCKETS, TANKS. The F-35s, all new planes, stealth, all new planes, ships, submarines. We have all of our nuclear has been redone. Hope to God we never have to use it. Just hope to God that we never have to use it. But we've never been in this position. When I came into office, one of the world's most overrated generals said, Sir, we have no ammunition. I said, no president should ever hear that again. And now we have so much ammunition, we don't know what to do with it. We will end surprise medical billing. Require price transparency, all signed up and ready to go on January 1st. Lower drug prices, even more. You know, we had the first decrease last year. In the last 52 years, it was only 1%, but it was a decrease. But we're going favored nations who have the lowest prices in the world to match and the drug companies don't like me. That's why you have all those commercials on television. Big Pharma, it's very powerful, a lot of money, unlimited. They are doing commercials because I did something. You're going to have 50, 60, 70, 80 percent reduction in prescription drug prices. It had to be done. Because I, I don't work for them. And we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. We will stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. And we will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. And we will live by the timeless words of our national motto, In God, we trust. For years, you had a president who apologized for America. Now you have a president who is standing up for America and standing up for the great people of Wisconsin. For the last four years, you have seen me fight for you. And now I am relying on you to deliver another historic victory for our country. Vote early, go out and vote. Bring your friends, bring your family, your neighbors, your co-workers. Get out and vote. This is the most important election that we've perhaps ever had. From Green Bay to Kenosha, I feel a warmness. I love Kenosha. I love Kenosha. You know why? I feel like there's just a feeling. I saved it. I'm telling you, Kenosha was gonzo. And how beautiful a sight was that, right? They walked in, that was the end of that. Our guys walked in, that was the end. So from Green Bay, by the way, good football team you have? Good football team. To Kenosha, from Madison to Milwaukee, for Janesville to right here, right here where we're all together. What a group of people. We're all freezing our asses off of that song. We inherit the legacy of red-blooded American patriots who poured out their heart, sweat, and soul to secure our liberty and defend our freedom. We stand on the shoulders of American heroes who crossed the oceans, blazed the trails, settled the continent, tamed the wilderness, laid down the railroads, dug out the Panama Canal, raised up the great skyscrapers, won two world wars, defeated fascism and communism, and made America the single greatest nation in the history of the world, and the best is yet to come. Proud citizens like you, help... (laughs) Thank you. Proud citizens like you helped build this country. And together we are taking back our country. That's what we're doing. We're taking back our country from some very horrible people that have brought our country to that ledge. But we're never going off that ledge. It's going now the other way. Nobody ever told me the swamp was so deep. Nobody ever said it was so vicious. But you know what? We're here together. We're here. They're not. We're doing very well. And they are not happy, but we're going to have a tremendous win. And that's going to be the end of it. Then they're going to say they're going to be exhausted. They are going to be. This is a fight they never expected. They were taking us down a bad path. We are returning power to you, the American people. With your help, your devotion and your drive, you have a lot of drive. We are going to keep on working. We are going to keep on fighting. And we are going to keep on winning, winning, winning. All right? We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together with the incredible people of Wisconsin, we have made America powerful again, our military. We have made America wealthy again, our stock markets and your 401Ks. Make sure they don't come crashing down when they raise your taxes like you've never seen before. We have made America strong again. We have made America proud again. We have made America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Wisconsin. Go out and vote. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: To feel down, I said, "Young man, pick yourself off the ground." I said.